Before you, I wanted to ask you. I forgot to. I couldn't find that annoyed freestyle. Well, I heard it, the Five Fingers of Death, but I didn't hear the line when he was talking about uh, genocide. Was it on that one? Nah, that was on his album. Okay. Blame it on Jay Z. Okay, I got, I got it. I ain't listened to it yet, so I got you. All right. Yeah. So what's up, man? We uh, back. We back. uh, Tuesday. Some point in June. Tuesday the 29th. Yep. Right? Yep. All right, we watched. We ready, man. You, you got my vocals up right? Man, you don't sound ready. <laughs> all I hear is bars. That's all anyway. right. That's all right. We'll turn down a little bit. So, so we were talking. Wanted to talk about this apology that you owe me. For what? You know what? You seen them Clippers last night? What's up, man? Tell me about it. What's up? Who who was the man last night? What, right. Did the Suns win? No, they did. But uh, all right. So who dominated? That's what. That's the real question. So check this out. Uh, I was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it takes a man to admit when he's wrong. You know, not to try to spin or deflect. Like I see a lot of times when things don't go your way. I mean, people's way. Oh, oh so, he said my way? Nah. I mean, you know, you know, it's well documented. But, I don't deflect. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so uh, I was wrong. Uh, Paul George, low-key, is having one of the best runs Open. that any individual player is having. Uh, I'm going to read you some of these stats and statistics. He's hooping. That's all you need to know. He's hooping. I mean, he's hooping, but he's hooping. In his yeah. last in his last ten games, I'm gonna read you these stat lines. This is points, rebounds, and assists. <laughs> 27, 10, and 6. 31, 3, and 5. 31, 9, 4. 37, 16, and 5. 28, 9, and 7. 34, 4, and 5. 26, 6, and 6. 27, 15, and 8. 23, 16, and 5. Six. Like 41, bars. 13, and six. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul George is hooping. <laughs> and like I said, he did this last night, but what was it? Last week I told you Paul George was hooping? I said it last week. I mean, right. he's, I think had, I, I, he's had I, like four games. Yeah, I fell victim to the online Paul George slander and, and hate fest. Uh, I, I think I became part of the... Uh, the depressed hive mind that's on on social media. Nah, nah. Um, I keep telling you, you stick to hip hop. You you put <laughs> me on some music. I I got the sports, bro. I got uh, the sports. You know, I like, told like y'all, a, like a child in a in a kitchen with an oven on. You really can't trust him to what? Really take the reins when it comes to sports. Paul be out there. He hasn't really he hasn't really said a lot of uh, a wild shit on here, but he be out there with his takes. What are you talking about? My takes are great. I done told him, you. They call them the most hated takes for a reason. Bruh, I be making some good takes. I talk about Zion, Giannis. Even Giannis, they playing tonight. He sucks, but I already said the Bucks was going to beat the Hawks. So, what's up? I mean, I mean, a blind man could have really given that, you know, no thought. No <sighs> thought. Of course, the Bucks were going to beat the Hawks in a game of seven. The Bucks are a better team. 
the Hawks. But the Sixers are a better team than the, than the Hawks, and they still lost. Well, that's because the Sixers coached by Doc Rivers, which, I mean, <laughs> there you go. So, um, so well, yeah. the Bucks are, are coached by Drunk Bud. <laughs> you know, Bud, Bud got, you know, got a, a nice, uh, solid cast in Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, I mean, they've been able to pull out some games. They didn't make it all the way through the regular season uh, with the success that they had because there were some bumps. So, uh, um, Drew Holiday, thank you. Thank you, you know, guys. I've called it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but uh, but anyway, let's get back to this Sixers. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> this Clippers Suns series. Um, going into the game yesterday, they were down three. The Clippers were down three one. Uh, gutsy performance by Paul George to get them the win uh, to bring the series to three two. Um, they're taking it back to L.A. for Game Six. Yep, game six. Yep, game six. You think in LA. they carry this momentum in front of their home? Um, if they play like they did in game four, I, did you watch game four when yep. uh, the Suns won? Yeah. This no lie, the Suns were up by one for entire for ten minutes of game, not yeah, ten minutes of real time. Yeah, and they were shooting so bad. They went. The Clippers went 0-12 to either tie the game or take the lead. That's that's ridiculous. I don't think that's happening next game. But I do think that the Suns might – they might close it out. It depends if Chris Paul stopped flopping and just played ball. Um, Devin Booker has been off recently. He, he, he did pretty good last night. What did he score like? I think it was like 30-plus. Um, I can't remember. But if Paul George – if he just dominates the whole time, then – I can see them getting it to game seven. I don't know yeah. how well they'll make it, but – and they're doing all this without Kawhi Leonard. That's very important. Well, here's the thing, too, which I think is also important, that I think a lot of a lot of the, the role players, the secondary characters on this Clippers staff – or this Clippers roster really kind of showed up last night. I mean, Marcus Morris looked – Almost unstoppable. 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 That first and, quarter, I was like, yeah. who was guarding him? Uh, he was matched up over somebody smaller. I think, it, I, you know what? I think Booker was matched up on him for a little bit. Uh, and he was just taking advantage of the mismatch. Yeah, I think it um, was Booker. But he had like 12 points in the first quarter. It was wild. Um, he yeah. finished the game with uh, 22. Yeah, with 22 points. Yeah, I think um, he had 18 and a half or something like that. Yeah. He was dominant, but he pulled off. Yeah, and of course, um, you know, Reggie Jackson's continued his run uh, with 23 points, three assists, and five rebounds last night um, in a crucial role. Um, Guess who had fourth, who led fourth in scoring? Guess who? I'm a prophet. I'm a prophet, bro. Yeah. Guess who it was? I don't know. Boogie Cousins. I keep telling it, it keeps on coming back. It keeps on coming back. I said, y'all better watch out for Boogie. <laughs> y'all better watch out for boy. Every time I say something, it just miraculously happens. And oh, Paul didn't say anything important. Okay. I said Paul George was gonna hoop. I said he's gonna be hooping since Kawhi. What happened? He's starting to hoop. People starting to recognize it. Just just give me give me my flowers while I'm here. I'm telling you. I keep this basketball shit. I know this. Okay. So anyway, um, <laughs> he just got skipped over there. <laughs> he just skipped over there. And look, what they say on Friday: uh, the sun shine on the dog's ass every night. <laughs> you know what That's I'm saying? Some bull, man. But yeah, so uh, it's gonna take another performance like that from Paul George 
uh, and the supporting cast uh, to to really pull out a win um, because I don't think that the Suns are going to drop off for that long. I think they had a particularly bad shooting night uh, last night. I mean, Devin Booker, he kind of started out slow and then he kind of heated yeah. up. Chris uh, Paul went 0 for 6 from threes. Yeah, so. uh, but he still ended up with 22 points. I think he got to the line a bunch. Um, but uh, campaign uh, didn't really have one of his uh, patented 2021 playoff games. Like um, down. And I think, I mean, obviously, I think it's you know the decrease in minutes now that Chris Paul's back. Um, mm-hmm. He's unable to find a rhythm and really get back to where he was. Uh, I think you know that's going to be a struggle going forward if they do um, get to the finals. Uh, how to manage his minutes and get the most out of them. Um, but uh, as far as game six is concerned, yeah, they really need to. They really need a bigger game from uh, from some of those guys. Jay Crowder. I mean, you know, he brings you a lot of energy on defensive mm-hmm. end, but he only gave you four points last night. But you know what the what the problem I saw was that oh my goodness, Giannis just shot a three. Oh, he airballed. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> trash. What the problem was the Clippers opened. I mean, not the Clippers. The Suns opened the first quarter with no urgency. Like they were getting blown out the first four minutes of the game. Yeah, I think it was like and, an 18 5 run to start. The yeah, game. something like I was like, man, they're about to lose this. But then the Clippers gave up the lead, of course. They gave up that big ass lead. So, yeah. Um, I, I, I want, like I said, I want Chris Paul to win it, especially since I hate Giannis and I want Chris Paul to finally win. So, I don't see the Hawks beating the Bucks, of course. And, so I really want Chris Paul, and and then I don't want I don't want Kawhi because if, if the Clippers win the finals, Kawhi's gonna get all the praise again. If he comes back, not. that is. If he comes back, yes, he is. If he comes back, they're gonna be like, oh, Kawhi Leonard does it again for his third franchise. He won a championship. So. I, think that's a, I think that's a straw man argument. I mean, no, nah, there, nah. there's no there's no one in their right mind. I mean, Kawhi's been out for damn near two series now. Um, you know, there's no way. People in their right mind are gonna give him if he hoops if this postseason success. If they go in the finals, if they go to the finals and win it, I guarantee you they're gonna be like Kawhi Leonard. He's is he better than LeBron? You know it's coming. Is he better than LeBron? When he beat up on that broken down Warriors team, he's better than LeBron. You know what? I think that's a that's a that's a product of people just being bored and not having enough shit to talk about. On, well, that's uh, on these morning shows, yeah, but you that's really true. That, but they have you, you really want to give that any kind of domain in your life right now, man? Bro, you want to let those you want to let those narratives really creep in and, and take over. Right. I'm just telling you how it's going to happen. Nonsensical. It's okay, nonsensical. okay, okay. Think about this then. Think about this. Just, just be clear. Think about how many times, and you know, people always say I'm a big LeBron fan. How many times has someone said, "Oh, such and such is better than LeBron"? Now, people said that about Giannis. They said that about Kawhi. They said that about um, fucking Steph Curry. Like, when is enough going to be enough? Like, seriously. Like, of course, they got KD out here. Like, oh, KD's better than LeBron. But someone finally said it, too. Good segue, see? Scotty Pippen. We can't can't segue quite yet because we got to talk about – I mean, even though there's not a basketball game on tonight, there still is another (laughs) series going on. Um uh, just to put a bow on uh, <sighs> the Clippers Sun series, do you think it ends in six or it goes seven? Uh, Clippers Can't playing at home. I think that I honestly think the Clippers are going to win 
uh, tomorrow. They're going to win tomorrow. They're going to win game six. And they're ultimately going to win game seven or no? <sighs> Man, it's going to be tough because Phoenix be playing like the Warriors when they're at home besides last night. Um, I, I don't know because Chris Paul, I told you, the press is going to be all on Chris Paul because, you know, he really wants to make the finals. That's the problem. I mean, that's, the, that's the, that's the storyline going into it, obviously. You know, if they win this series or if they pull this series out, that's the storyline. Hey, yeah, Chris Paul's going after his first ring and what stands in his way. But, you know, Giannis, the two-time MVP, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the better storyline for the NBA is <laughs> that, that Chris Paul gets his first or, you know, gets his first finals appearance and, and final, you know, all, you know, if they, if they do good uh, or if they do well, sorry, I'm educated. Uh, if they do well, uh, sorry. <laughs> apologies. Uh, uh. If they do well, then um, you know, obviously, Chris Paul, Chris Paul is going to be the story. Monty Williams is going to be the story. Right? Yeah, Chris like, Paul, he, and Monty Williams. Chris, Monty Williams has like the made-for cinema story. It's tragic. It's yeah, it's sad, tragic. Yeah, but it's also triumphant. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's one of those things that you know the NBA would love to embrace going into a finals where you really have two small market teams, regardless of who's regardless of who's left in it. Right. LA is the only big market left in this playoffs. Atlanta, Atlanta thinks they're a big market, but in terms of terms of national impact, Atlanta is not even up there. Um, But no shade to Atlanta either, but, but, but to the Hawks, maybe. Um, But anyway, so, so you think it goes seven, and you think the Clips pull it out? So, so no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't say. I didn't say. I don't think the Clips win Game Seven. Okay. No, no, no. I, I still think the Suns will pull it out. Uh, my, I'm hoping it goes seven. The, the only thing is like Paul George is gonna have to stay consistent. He's not consistent. When I say consistent, I mean like all four quarters. Like he likes to, he likes to chill the first quarter. Then heat up second quarter, then chill again. I'm like, bro, you can't keep. You got to keep your foot on their neck. Like, you got to. You got to stay on them, or they're gonna come back and win. So, I, mean, I think that's gonna be conserving energy, and I think that's what those role players come in. They got to step up because yeah, it can't be just yeah. him going crazy, right? Like you. Well, Bobby Smart have been killing. Yeah, Bobby your plan. Your plan for him was, hey, you know, you play 48 minutes, and you are gonna take all the shots. Yeah, uh, Fresh Prince, you know, Bel Air Academy offense, right? Um, you know, which I mean, is not feasible, especially if you got to guard somebody like Booker, like Crowder, mm-hmm. that's really active. Um, you know, you gotta you gotta conserve your energy somewhere, um, and that's where you know Batum got to hit shots. Reggie Jackson's been doing his thing, which is great. Reggie's um, been killing you, but the injuries you know, I, are killing them again now. Injuries starting to get to him. Now What's they the- did they did play better without Zubak in and putting yep. Marcus Morris in the start lineup. Obviously, well, Zubak is hurt. Yeah, Zubak yeah, got hurt. Yeah, but obviously, you know, Marcus Morris came out just scorching hot. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's going to take a little bit of effort from those guys in order to carry them through. Man, Paul George is not going to be able to get this done by himself. Well, uh, uh, just think about this, too, though. Um, how many games they've lost because of his free throws. Like, Paul George is, like, career 87% free throw shooter, and he missed key free throws in two games. And he yeah. lost both of those games. Yeah, but Just like in football, like you, it, it never truly really comes down to a missed free throw. Like there's, there's, there's more shit that happened throughout the game, more inefficiencies that you can 
point to that cost them the game other than those two free throws. Not saying that those free throws didn't matter because obviously in the time and situation, they were key um, mm-hmm. to, to getting the game tied up and all that kind of stuff. But um, but there's a lot more that goes into it but those two free throws. I guess that's just that's just coach speak. But, um, you know, you, you really got to take into account that, you know, it, it, you know, you can't expect one guy in a team sport to have his foot down to the ground the whole 48 minutes and, you know, you know, at the end of the game, still have the energy to knock down two clutch free throws. I mean, yeah. it takes Paul, – Paul George is a good basketball player, but he's not a fucking animal. Like, yeah, but, like, but, like but, that, but what I'm saying is, but for him to be such a great – okay, it's like – it's not LeBron James up here shooting free throws. Like, sure. LeBron James is like 70% career free throw shooter. I'm saying Paul George is like – He's a great free throw shooter. Okay, I'll give it to you. Like, say, for instance, the Warriors are up one and Steph Curry comes to shoot. You don't expect to miss two straight free throws in, uh, in clutch time. I wouldn't expect him to do that. No, but not Paul Jordan. But that's what I'm saying. So, Paul, I mean, and he's made some mistakes, too. It's just like, yeah, he's career 85% free throw shooter. And, um, and just to interject, 85% is 85%, right? Like, even with those uh, two lists, here we go. It's 85%. Dog. Like it's but that's it's, high. That's high. I, I know it's high. I'm saying it's high, but I'm saying you got to think about it. The dude's still hitting 85% of his free throws. It, it's you know, yeah. He if he if he doesn't make those two free throws, or if he makes them, we're not even talking about this. But it, he doesn't make those two free throws at the end of the game in clutch time. Um, you know, he walks away from that still an 85% free throw shooter. I think you know he missed the what's it called? No, I think he missed more that game. I, I'm gonna look it up. No, he did it two games in a row. He missed it. He missed in the. Um, um, no, I'm saying how, how many he missed that game, though. That's what I'm. Yeah. How many oh, missed that game? Oh, I see game? what you're saying. Yeah, that game, I'm sure he missed a lot more free throw. I want right. to say. I might be wrong, though. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Right. I mean, you, like you say, he ain't perfect, but I still have. Yeah, he went five for 10 that game. Yeah. Yeah. Five for 10. That's 50%. Yeah. <laughs> see? Yeah, so I guess it was an unusually bad performance. I guess Paul uh, was right again. At the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul was right again. Hell yeah. Y'all get used to that. Y'all get used to that. Legend. If y'all don't know, Todd is the semi-football professional. I know football, too, just not in the trenches. But basketball, I got this. I got this. Are you done? Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll cook you later. Let's go. All right. What up? Right. What else you got? <laughs> so we're gonna go to um, this uh, briefly. We're we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this because again, there's not a basketball game on tonight. We got a lot of other things to talk about. Um, Bucks Hawks. I mean, just based off of our conversation, I think you're going with the Bucks of to uh, finish this off. I mean, they're playing right now. Uh, Bucks actually are actually down. down three uh, on my screen, um, and uh, with a with a little over. A What's the tie game now? Yep, nineteen nineteen. Cool. Yep. So, um, you know, we fully expect these guys to pull this game out. Um, I see the one thing I want to note from this series because um, I, I always just going through the playoffs really in general. Um, I really didn't understand why Bobby Portis wasn't getting more minutes. Um, he had a pretty good season. Um, he's an improved shooter. 
uh, just mm-hmm. over the, over throughout the, the course of the season. He's been working with uh with Lethal Shooter, uh, that shooting coach. Oh yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So um, he's he's a much improved shooter. Um, and maybe one day we'll get into this basketball trainer beef because it's actually quite entertaining. I don't know how familiar you are with some of these. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't know there was basketball beef. basketball trainers, but there's a lot of tension in that industry. We'll get to that uh, uh, at certain point. Just you know, I'm recording this now so I can remind myself later to really kind of bring that uh well, to the to the pod because it's it's very it's very petty but it's very yeah good too. well i didn't i didn't know that but i can tell you why bobby portis wasn't playing that much um he plays defense but he's not as lanky as brooke lopez and brooke lopez plays better defense than bobby portis um but but of course game one against the hawks Brooke Lopez was getting killed on that pick and roll. Like he was getting dominated on there and he became a liability. So coach drunk, Bud finally put Bobby Portis in. Cause I think Bobby Portis didn't even play the last three games of the second, the second uh, series. Right. Uh, yeah. He didn't even play him then. And Bobby Portis, like you said, I didn't know he, he uh, practiced with lethal shooter. He's been working out with him, but yep. yeah, he's, he, he does everything now. The and only thing is he's just a hothead. That's about it. I mean that, that's debatable. I think you know, you know, you punch somebody and they all he broke they, a man's face and they could have almost died. I mean, you see in his eyes, like yeah, Bobby ain't nobody to play with. That's uh, what I said on the surface, but uh, but yeah, I, I think you know, he matches up better with Capello though. Um, yeah, you know, he's six ten. You know, what I mean, decent wingspan, um, and you know, I, I feel like he can he can guard Capello a little bit more effectively, especially in that pick and roll. Uh, better than Robin Lopez could. <clays> now, Robin Lopez is a better Brooke Lopez. Push, or Brooke, Brooke Lopez. Lopez, I'm sorry. Yeah. Robin, Robin with us. Um, but, uh, uh, Brooke. <laughs> so, yeah, Brooke, Brooke's a better shooter than Bobby, I think, overall. Um, has more versatility in the post. Um, yeah. I think Bobby's just a better athlete. Um, and he gives you enough offensively that you could, you know, especially with those lineups where you don't have Giannis in, on the floor. He's, mm-hmm. he's out with foul trouble or whatever, getting his rest. <clears throat> That's a perfect time to insert, you know, a Bobby Portis. Um, uh, what's, the, what's the white dude's name? DiVincenzo. Uh, Dante. Name. Well, he's not playing. Oh, he's, he's not hurt. playing. He's hurt. Yeah, it's Pat um, Connaughton or whatever his name is. Connaughton, yeah, yeah. But, you know, people that can, that can you know, take the pressure off of him having to hit shots, you know what I mean? But the thing uh, is – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, I'm not saying we should build – a. You know, Coach Bud should build a lineup around Bobby Portis, but if you're gonna have him on the floor, <clears throat> I think you know he's he's better to be maximized in a in a situation where um, you know he can he can create a little bit, but you know there's some other shooters around. But here's the problem too with Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is what seven one. Yeah, I think he averages four rebounds. Do you know yeah. how crazy that is? He, he, he doesn't get in the paint. He just doesn't get in the paint. I mean, he'll get in there to block some shots, but, like, getting rebounds and things like he just doesn't do because he just wants to shoot threes. But I I, I found um, – I saw the stat on, from TNT uh, that they were showing earlier how the Bucks are killing the Hawks. They're 54 – they're plus 54 in paint points, plus 28 rebounds, plus 15 offensive rebounding, plus 18 second-chance points – plus 19 fast break points. Like, they're just killing them by hustle points. What's the disparity in three-point attempts between the two teams? Oh, no, I, I ain't look at all that. But, oh, I don't think 
I don't think the Bucks have shot more threes than the Hawks either. Exactly. Um, most of the Hawks, I mean, the Bucks' rebound productivity is strictly based on the Hawks jacking up threes. Yeah, yep. Uh, Trey um, Young, to be exact. And, yeah, and uh, when you're talking about on a defensive end, right? Mm-hmm. On a defensive end, you have Brooke Lopez who's guarding a guarding a big. So on defense, he's going to be down there. They're going to force him down there. Yeah, going to take yeah. advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not getting these these long rebounds. He's not right. able to pull those down. Those are going to guards. Yeah, they're going to Drew Holiday right. or someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think I think Bobby's a better a better rebounder, uh, mm-hmm. probably better defensively in the pick and roll. Um, you know, against a small team like like the Hawks. So, um, but you know, we'll see we'll see what comes out of this game because um, I mean, like I said, they're they're the Bucks are up two one. Uh, they have the best chance to go up three one tonight uh, with Trey with Trey Young out. Um, yep. You know, you see the the Hawks are you know the Hawks are playing pretty well without them. Um, well, that that's you know, because the bench now. hasn't come in yet. The bench hasn't come in yet. For the that's Hawks. what's gonna hurt. Yeah, the Hawks benches was gonna kill because they got Lou Will starting. So who's gonna come off the bench scoring for him besides Gallo? True. Yeah, that's that that's gonna be the problem when it's time for like. This dude, so sorry. Talking about Giannis, guys, for y'all don't know. Um, and then here comes here comes Drew. Um, anyway, so uh yeah, that's gonna be the problem. Like they got Galley playing point guard right now. What, what are y'all doing? Whatever. What, what, and they they don't have any post players. I, I keep telling you, they have no post players. Well, we'll see what comes of this game because uh because yeah, I mean, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks don't want to blow this. They Go ahead and just get the second win in Atlanta, and or I'm sorry. No, it's the second win in Atlanta. It's yeah. the second win in Atlanta, but get three overall. Yeah, 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 but get the second win in Atlanta. Go back home, get for a chance to close it out in front of your fans. Uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, we get a good game because Trey Young is coming back. Like this series, I mean, can go either way right now. Um, and you know, I, I think we're both predicting the Bucks come out of this series. Um, so. Uh, we'll see. Um, but on some NBA-related news, I wanted to talk a little bit about your man, Scott. Scotty. Hey, Scotty. Scotty Pippen. Pip, 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 Scotty Pippen from Hamburg, Joe, I mean, Hamburg, Arkansas. Yeah. You know, town on 1500, something like that. <laughs> Might uh, not even be that, man. One, <laughs> I don't think it's that. One Sonic and the Walmarts in the next town over. You know, nah, Walmart ain't even on the next town over. <laughs> Dang, man, how far is it from Bentonville? Bentonville? Oh, it's about four hours. No, nah, it's on the opposite of Bentonville. <laughs> well, hey, look, shout out to Hamburg. Um, oh, but uh, but yeah, Pippen's been on uh, a little bit of a streak. Uh, I have a theory that this is a rollout for. Yeah, I say you think it's a rollout because I for, think it's a rollout for his memoir and his whiskey or bourbon or whatever he's. Whatever brown liquor uh, Michael Jordan gonna try and give a review of, um, but uh, but yeah, he's been kind of at it, you know, kind of you know talking, speaking on his feelings about the Last Dance documentary that came out over a year ago. Um, he's you know, still talking about it, man. About he's he was, still talking about it. How he was portrayed, and you know, and then and then he gets into it with KD. KD tells him, you know, yeah, I, you know, you know, you might have something to say about me, but. You know, you uh, you refuse to come off the bench for a better because the play was drawn up for a better shooter. 
So what's that say about yeah. you? Uh, I mean, he's real, he said more spicy. than that too. He KD, said more than that. You know what? I think you need to give an apology to KG, KD. Who? Just off straight, you. Why? Because you a hater, man. What do I got to do with anything? Why? You're Why do I need to apologize you're, for that? You a hater? What? Okay. What? Okay. I'm not. Man, I, I'm, man, I'm definitely man, a hater. My man standing behind his words. He, he tweeting from his own account, his own verified account. Real spiciness. So, so, so let me get this straight. You want me to apologize to a man for doing the right thing? That's like that's like telling a mom, "Oh, you're such a great mom because you feed your kids." Oh no, I'm not apologizing to Katie. Hey, Katie's a bum, and he's he probably still got he probably still got them burner accounts. I don't give a damn about Katie. <laughs> He don't got the burner accounts, everybody. He's, he's, he's tweeting from his own shit. He definitely got the burner but, account still. I'm going to light him up. Don't worry. I'm going to go on Instagram and light him up, see what he does, he see if he says something. He's going to block you. But, hey, that'd be good promo for the show, though. So It would be. Hey, he have at it. Just, hey, just leave me out him. of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm anyway. going to put you on there, too. Todd, <laughs> T, oh, what was it? Oh, T-0-0. Yeah, I'm got you. Yeah, don't worry yeah, about it. At T-0-0 on Twitter, uh, just in case y'all want to. <laughs> No, it's something else. It's, it's more than T zero zero, ain't it? You're right. Or is it just... you're, right. you're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's at Paul Honeywood on Twitter. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a Twitter. I don't yeah. have a Twitter. I'm trying. I'm trying to just redirect the trolls, and you just you know, <laughs> you're you're just giving up the goods right now. But anyway, oh, man. so Scottie Pippen um, has been on the streak, and I'm uh, going to read a little bit from this GQ article because I think it has okay. a very interesting uh, Q and A. Uh, that he had, uh, he had an interview with, um, uh, with GQ, Tyler Tynes, uh, talented journalist. Um, and so I'll get right into it. So uh, it's been some time since we've really heard from Scottie Pippen, but the Hall of Famer and legendary Chicago Bulls swingman has been busy lately. For one thing, he's joining the ranks of uh, celebrity alcohol purveyors releasing his own brand of bourbon called Digits <laughs> with the acclaimed Napa winemaker and distiller Dave Finney. Now, my man's, my man's bourbon out of California is going to be called Digits. Now, where's Scotty from again? Hamburg, Arkansas. Hamburg, Arkansas. Uh, and now, now, if I'm not mistaken, Arkansas is a very, I mean, you know, they're, they're a a southern midwestern town or a no. state? No, they're definitely considered the South somehow. But they're, yes, they're, they're South Midwestern, right? Like I think, I think, I mean, you know, Little Rock's not that far from St. Louis. Like it, it's, you know, they share a lot of they share a lot of similarities with with those folks up Midwest. Oh, but anyway, man. wouldn't it be more? It, it'd be more, you know, Scotty if he got like moonshine or yep, yep. you know what i'm saying some corn liquor some, you know some, saying? but but the thing is with scotty so you, you might not know scotty's a little it seems like he's real petty because um i don't know if you knew but he wanted to change the name of his city to uh pippin pippin arkansas and they told him no so he was like i ain't gonna never represent y'all anymore so i don't know if you knew about that <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, Scotty. Okay, we're not naming our whole municipality after Pippin. Yeah, like, Pippin, you know, Pippin, Arkansas. I, I mean, can can I can I ask if Scotty's built anything in Hamburg? I mean, you used used to work in Hamburg, right? He he, he did build a golf course out there. It's he built a golf, a golf course. course. Yes, yeah, a golf course out there. Ah, yeah, it okay. is. But I'm but putting, it's, I'm putting a couple things together now. 
You wouldn't see it though. I didn't. I've never actually seen the golf course. They just like it's a golf course over there. I'm like, oh, okay. I've yeah. never seen it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so well, Pippin is tired of playing second fiddle. Okay, with his liquor, with his name, anything. <laughs> he's tired of playing second fiddle, and he's willing to make that known. His announcement earlier in the year that he would be publishing a tell-all account of his time with the Bulls was striking for a player who's rarely gone in depth about his past. And in the first time since that declaration, he dives into the claims about the Bulls. How was he the re- how he was the quote real leader of the organization? <laughs> ah, shit. See, hey, uh, we're gonna get to why Paul's wincing and and and. Uh, and, and groaning in pain. Sorry, but we're going to continue because we're not going to let that distract us. Actually, matter of fact, mute your mic, dog. Mute your mic. We don't want to hear none of that. It's about, it's about, pop, it's about pip. Pip, hey, pip, man, dog. Mute my mic. Right, nah, mute your I'm, mic. I'm, you don't have to mute your mic, but just shut up. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, he said he was a real leader of the organization, how he deserved more respect from the press and the front office, and how he not Jordan earned the credit for the Bulls' historic rise. Now, all that going in a book? We might have to do a book club, brother. Told you it's a rollout, man. Because it, it, might, it might be very, very entertaining. And all I can picture is because I know Mike don't... Well, Mike might read. but Mike, pro- Mike reads. Mike, Mike, Mike probably don't. don't read. But I'm sure it'll be read to him at some point. He's going to be looking at that iPad like he was in the uh, last Like on the, the, the document. The doc- laughing. <laughs> oh. I had no I had no problems with the clip. Uh, he's a liar. He's a habitual liar. That's <laughs> a sociopath. Like, let's just let you know all these players, bro. They they all got problems. Jordan's a sociopath. Uh, Pippen is seem like he bipolar. Like, what's going on, man? What's going on with these folks? Right, and it's all the rollout. It's all the rollout. Like future really messed this man's life up. Well, yeah, yes and no. Uh, I think uh, futures had a. Uh, didn't he use? Didn't he recently just lose a kid? Uh, I think so. Yeah, okay. I think he did. Uh, sorry to bring the 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 demeanor down, but yeah. uh, I think he's going through a lot of life changes. Uh, I think this is his midlife crisis, and I think people should really approach this Scotty story with that in mind. Scotty's 50 something years old. You know what I'm saying? He he got he got braids. His his ex-wife slash pro. wife is 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 uh dating rappers and, and other younger ball players. Oh we calling that dating? Okay. You know right. hey look, you know that's what that's what we called it back in my day. So uh, you know they was going together. Uh she broke up a happy home with uh what's his name? Malik Beasley. Uh, <laughs> yep. right. She, so, she getting around, ain't she? <laughs> yeah, she out here, out here. But um, so Scotty uh goes into the Q and A of this uh this particular interview, and there's some interesting quotes that came out of it. Um, so I think Tyler Tynes asked him. Uh, I want to get to this particular. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna get to it in this part right here. A big part of the, this is Tyler Tyne speaking. A big part uh, of this book, though, is you saying that without you, there's no bulls as we know it. No last dance documentary, no banners. And Mike's not the same Mike. For those who don't know, this feels like a very bold claim. But since you've lived it, how do you see it? 
Scotty says, I want people to read and write their own script. You've heard and seen the story of of what our team was like, sort sort of part of it, parts that they wanted you to see. I think the book will definitely give you a different perspective of me and how I saw things and why I did the things the way I did. Now, that word salad from from Scotty Pippen doesn't really divulge much, right? I think he's trying to leave some for the book, but then Tyler Tynes goes to, goes on to ask him if he thought he could have been even a bigger star. And this is the interesting part, which came up in the documentary, uh, and I think that the online reaction to it was very mixed, uh, talking about his contract. <clears throat> mm-hmm. He says, financially, I could have been a, a different star, but to have the longevity to have the longevity that I've had from the public standpoint, nothing replaces wins. That's what puts you on the stage of having this forever phase that people remember. That comes from winning. That's not, that's not coming from just being in the league 17 years. It comes from being on the forefront 17 years, being about, uh, being on people's television set year in and year out, playing for a title. I could have went and been financially better off uh, for the moment, but winning has given me financial stability for a long time. Now, this actually leads me into a segue oh, that um, that uh, I happen to be listening to the Knuckleheads podcast today mm-hmm. uh, with Q Rich and D Miles. Shout out to those gentlemen. Um, and they had Jamal Mashburn on, and they do a segment called Start Bench Cut. And hold on one second because my dog is acting a fool. Hey, get out. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, it wasn't my dog. <laughs> if you would have just told me that you saw my girlfriend in the camera, I would have just been okay. But anyway, well, why would I say that? They can't see. I'm the only one that can see. I'm the only one that can see. And you could have said, hey, nah, nah, somebody behind No, nah, I didn't want your voice to change. You uh, know how yeah. you just say, hey, get up. Get out of here. <laughs> you just changed to see. I didn't All want right. that to happen. All right, so let me play this clip. Anyway, Y'all know that's out of time. Hey, shut up, man. <laughs> We'll spread that propaganda. Um, so um, this is a clip from the Knuckleheads podcast. It was real interesting that uh, I had to give it a kind of stop me in my tracks. Will you start? Will you Vince? Will you cut? I'm, I'm starting Tracy McGrady. I'm, uh, uh, coming off the bench is uh, Dominique Wilkins. Now, this will be Dominique Wilkins at the back end of his career. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Uh, I won't disrespect because he was a beast in the front of his career. You know, what I mean? <laughs> Scotty Pittman. I'm I'm cutting. I thought Scotty Pittman's a great player, but I thought um, I thought a lot of his defensive stuff was overrated a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. And and the reason I say that is because it's hard. You you guys both know you can't stop nobody individually in the league. Not at all. It's all about one stop. Yeah. You can't <laughs> you can't you can't stop nobody individually. So when they talk about all defense and all these different things. That, that to me is a little bit misleading because you're not going to, you want, you got double team people, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And guys yeah, you got to be good. a team, team defense. Yeah. yeah, guys are too good individually. So, Jamal Mashburn cut Scotty Pippen. Mm. Oh, mm. and he cut Scotty Pippen. <laughs> oh, no. Despite, man. despite there being a, Back end of his career, Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, <laughs> bro, he threw a little extra adobo on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here like, 
Wait a minute, because because I remember you told me about this, but we didn't, we couldn't remember who the third player was. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's gonna be like I don't know Tim I'll, Duncan. Yeah, I'm like, but you said Dominique Wilkins. I was like, what? <laughs> Dominique Wilkins that played for Atlanta Hawks. Dominique Wilkins. That Dominique Wilkins specifically not that Dom, Dominique Wilkins. Dominique wait, Wilkins wait. into his career. Dominique Wilkins five points per game. Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> that nigga. <laughs> Five points for game, Dominique Orlando Magic, Dominique Williams. <laughs> These boys just be talking. What Jamal Mashburn talking about? What are hey, he talking about? Hey, he, hey, that just lets me know that Jamal Mashburn probably won't be purchasing a bottle of digits. Okay, bro, what's he doing? What's he talking about? What is he talking? Scotty Pippen was that dude when he played with the Blazers. Oh, whatever, I don't care. You crazy? <laughs> you're like, Yo, what are you talking? This is what I'm talking about. Some people they be like, oh, this is a professional basketball player, so he knows we talking. About. That does not mean anything. Booger McFarlane is a Super Bowl champion in the NFL, and he don't know what the hell he be talking about on ESPN. He has no idea what he be talking about. Well, Come on now. <laughs> Come on, so so, so you, you picking Dominique over Scottie Pippen? No, I'm not picking Dominique. Okay, thank you, because I'm going to say every Hawk player would say that easily. They'd be like, I'm picking Meek. That's what I'm saying. I'm picking Meek over Scottie. Who's Scottie? I'm certainly not picking into the career, Meek. Exactly. Five points per game? What are you doing? You play 20. <laughs> All right, man, whatever. Five points? You get five points in two minutes. Yeah. Five points. Um. Yeah, and, you know, I've I don't know if, if Mashburn got some history with Scotty, but I also thought I thought that was interesting because uh, because yeah, I mean it, it's an interesting topic because uh, I mean I think a lot of people that talk about basketball, especially like online, um, don't really remember Scotty as a player and why Hooper. he gets the praise that he gets. Hooper, Hooper, um, you know, you know him being. Uh, you know, all defense, yeah, while it's just a reward. Um, he was, you know, he was a top defensive player in the league. Bro, what are you in, saying? In a, in a league where you could actually defend people. Physical, yeah. It's like, I mean, like, I agree. There's, there's like, for the most part, I want to say 90 to 95% of defense in the league is, like, team defense. But the other 10 and 5, there are people who play, like, on-ball defense. I'm talking about, like, not every play. Like, like this, like now, you got Kawhi Leonard, people like that, that can play on-ball. Paul George is a good on-ball defender. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not taking away. Most of it is team defense. But there's still players that was playing good defense, great defense. Like, um, like Scotty Pippen was one of them. Like, I don't understand. I don't get it, man. Like, when does the disrespect stop? People already, uh, first of all, people are going against Scotty because he's going against Jordan, which everyone, you know, you say something against Jordan, you blackball. You can't say nothing about Jordan. The only person that can get away with it would be like Charles Oakley or somebody, but Charles ain't going to go against Jordan. So I don't know, man. It's, it's, that's suspect. Like, that's suspect. This man said Dominique over Scotty Pippen. That's a fact. Bruh. That is a I, fact. See, this is what I'm talking about. Some people just don't know. They, they just be talking. Like, that's, that's clickbait. That's clickbait. That's all that was. I don't know if it's clickbait more so than as a personal axe. I well, think, that's, I think I need to look through the history of Jamal Mashburn that's true. Scotty Pippen. That that's sounded true. really, really personal because yeah. most people that get that question on that podcast, it take a little bit of time to think about. 
Yeah, he, he, he had it in the club. It take a little bit of time to say, you know what? Okay, but yeah, he was good. Nah. It was okay, I got I got mine. <laughs> he said now, me. Oh, you said me? Now, <laughs> now he said uh T Mac because he good. Yep. <laughs> neat. I'm, I'm a I'm a bench I'm a bench neat. Kevin coming off the bench, you know, into the career neat. And then he said, No disrespect. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. No disrespect. We got Scotty up out of here. We got to cut him. He overrated. <laughs> Reminds me of when Donald Sterling was like, uh, uh, he was being asked about Magic Johnson. No, but Magic, Donald's he's got AIDS. He's, he's got AIDS. He's got AIDS. <laughs> he's got AIDS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, you know, that, it sounded really personal. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, Mash might have had an axe to grind, and uh, I thought that was an interesting clip. What, what happened? I don't know what's going on, man. The thing is, the thing too is like the one reason why I don't like certain players being asked questions is because they're petty, they hold grudges till this day. Like, let it go, let it go. Um, I just don't understand it, I just don't get it. Like, how do you, how do you pick Dominique Wilkins over Scotty Pippen? Mm. It's funny. Like, seriously, I want to know. I, I, honestly, I'm ignorant to the fact. Was Dominique even that good of a defensive player back then? I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, particularly. I think, you know, obviously he was. He's a hard he's, dunker. That's I know that. I mean, I mean, he's a hard dunker. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, he's not. There's never a highlight of him. Uh, playing defense? Uh, playing defense, maybe. But shooting, you know, jumpers and all that other kind of stuff. So, um you know, I think Neek is very special to people in Atlanta because he was the best player they had on their team. Exactly, uh, yeah, exactly. At a point. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, that college player that's really good when you went, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's really good. He was the best player on your team, uh, but your team was garbage. Yep. So, you know, Adam Morrison. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean. Um, but, uh, but to move on, because – I don't want to get stuck on Mashburn because I think Scotty out of this GQ article had the quote, um, and this has come up a couple of times uh, throughout history, but um, Tynes asked him, going back to those 90, 90s games, you took yourself out of the Knicks 90, 1994 playoff game with 1.8 seconds left. What actually happened? Why did you refuse to go in the game? He said, I don't think it's a mystery. You need to read between, uh, you need to read between the fine lines. It was my first year playing without Michael Jordan. Why wouldn't I be taking the last shot? I've been through all the ups and downs, battles with the Pistons, and now you're going to insult me and take me out? I thought it was pretty low blow. I felt like it was an opportunity to give Kukoc a rise. It was a racial issue, or it was racial. It was a racial move, I'm sorry, to give him rise. After all I've been through with the organization, now you're going to tell me that taking the ball out, throw it to Tony Kukoc, you're insulting me. That's how I felt. And he said, oh, you talk, you're talking about Phil Jackson. He said, yeah, go back and look at it. You can see it. It was my team. Why are you telling me to take the ball out in the game-tying shot? It, was, it wasn't even a game-winning shot. Why are you trying to let him be the hero? He ain't the leader of this team. No. You're trying oh. to make him a hero. He hit that, to hit that shot. If he misses, he's playing with house money. He's playing, with, uh, he's playing what I didn't earned here. Okay. I have earned, I've been earning this for Michael Jordan for years, <laughs> and he gets the last shot. I'm surprised 
or I'm supposed to step outside. I'm sorry. I'm having to try. I'm having to struggle. This guy hard because, reading <laughs> because because I'm laughing my way through this internally. Um, <clears throat> now, stop the shenanigans! Stop <laughs> these shenanigans! Stop it! Stop it, Scotty! Stop it, Scotty! Come on now, like th- this man is obviously butthurt. and I, I I don't know if Phil Jackson is racist or not, <laughs> but come on, man! Like well, so, I, I brought it up because. Um, you know, there was that point in time where, you know, Phil had wrote his book. Talked about Kobe. Talked mm-hmm. about LeBron having his yep. posse. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like that's he, true. He one of them well-meaning white liberals that, that you know what I'm saying, got a tinge of racist. The Bernie supporters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the white Bernie hey, I like supporters. Bernie. I like Bernie. Hey, I know you do. Um, I love Bernie. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> Uh, what bills is the co-sponsor? Never mind. You know what? We're not going to turn this to a politics talk. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, like, like this has come up with Phil before, and it's hard to tell if Scotty is just bringing this out for shock value or, yeah. um, you know, that, you know, I mean, obviously Tony Kukoc hit the shot to get to tie the game, um, and, you know, Bridges, Bridges over. So remember he said that he said he said this about um it was a setup too when MJ gave Steve Kerr the ball. He said also that was another time too where he did that. So he called him Mike, so he called him Mike a racist. No, 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 no. When he's saying Phil, he's saying Phil's a racist because instead of letting Mike shoot the three, he wants Steve Kerr to get the shine. Right. That's what I'm saying. But it's just like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my black people. I love, I love us being black. But sometimes I think, I feel as though we take advantage of that. It's just like with Kyrie Irving. Every time they lose a game, every time something happens, he brings up racism. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? We ain't even talking about racism right now. Why are you bringing this up? Why are you bringing this up? To Kyrie's defense, Dennis Schroeder probably did say it with the hard ER. No, no, no. (laughs) No, I'm talking talking about when they played. No, I'm talking about when they was playing the, the Celtics. And all of a sudden, oh, well, hope we can get this win. But, you know, Boston up there racist. Well, Shut up, dude. I mean, everybody know Boston racist. Yeah, exactly. So why would you bring it up? Thank you. That's right, what I'm right. saying. Why bring it up? Why? And, of course, it made headline. It made headline news after that. Everyone was talking about that. And I was like, y'all getting distracted because he's saying this. Now y'all ain't even talking about the game. Y'all talking about racist Boston. We know Boston is racist. But I digress. The thing I want to say is, like, yeah, it's just like a, a good example would be in the Super Bowl, the Seahawks and the Patriots. There's no way in hell Pete Carroll should have let um, uh, Russell Wilson throw the ball. And they said he did that because he didn't want Marshawn Lynch to get all the shine. And I was like, well, I mean, y'all would have had another championship if you did. Sure would have. And we would never know who Malcolm Butler is. Exactly. Malcolm but Butler a, would be a scrub a, still. Hey, but low-key, and we're not going to stay on football too long because we got a whole shit plan for that. But we wouldn't... Pete Carroll made Malcolm Butler stop. He did. He now, did. Don't get me wrong. He was great in that in that New England defensive system. But, I mean, nobody would have knew who he was. Like, you think he would have got that big contract from the Titans nope. if he didn't win that Super Bowl MVP? Nope. nope. <laughs> Nope. And he, he won that Super Bowl MVP off that one play. That one, one play. play. One in the last play. 10 seconds of the game. Yep. Actually, I think actually I think Tom won that MVP and he gave it to Ga- Malcolm. Yeah, he gave yeah, it. Yeah, he to gave Malcolm. it to Malcolm. Yeah, that's what right. I thought. So I mean, 
But no, I digress. It's like coaches do certain things all the time. And I don't, like I said, Phil is questionable. Um, there are certain things, but why are you just not saying this? That's why I don't get what, what's going on. It's like not long ago this was. This was what, 30 years ago? Like, this is a long time ago. What, what are you doing, Scotty? Why are you just not saying, like, and of course they were all cool back in, you know, this and that. I'm like, but you were just now saying something. Right. And, you know, obviously, like we start, like we led the segment with, it's a rollout, right? We're trying to sell liquor, trying to sell a book. Book, Uh, yeah. You got me sold on this book uh, because I want to read it from Scotty's words. I'm sure the excerpts are going to come out, but uh, I always like to to get the quote unquote sidekicks perspective. Because right. we never gotten that before, right? Like we yeah. we always gotten Batman's story, but nobody knows the 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 Young Justice uh, League or you know <laughs> you know the Robin story. The Robins right? of like, yeah, you know what I'm saying the Injustice story, right? Where Robin get Robin gets murked. You know what I'm saying nobody nobody really sees it from the sidekick's perspective, and um, you know I think that he was that nigga wearing Fuku. All right. You know, NBA players get money and they, they try to bring back trends. That's cool. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, uh, by the way, the, the, the Hawks have pulled ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks uh, significantly. Bro, the um, big three of the Bucks, Giannis has eight, Drew has eight, Chris Middleton has eight, and they're yeah. down 13. And yeah. Giannis is still airballing free throws. All right. Yeah, it's it's – I, I'm gonna keep keep saying this. Giannis sucks. I'm gonna keep saying this. I don't I don't understand why no one wants to agree with me until right, now. Right. Like he's he literally just airballed another air, yeah, another yeah, air. Yeah. Come yeah. On, we're, we're gonna, we're Go gonna, ahead. So um yeah, like I said, I'll be purchasing this book because I, I honestly want to see how how Scotty uh really kind of um sees his role through the years on the that Bucks team. I mean, I think it's obvious with this GQ article that he's, you know, he really wants to talk up his role um, as a leader on that team. And obviously we're not in the locker room and what we got to see of the last dance was literally just the last season of like documented footage of the last season of their, of their, their championship run, their back-to-back championship run. So, um, you know, you know, we didn't know what it was truly like, especially when Mike retired, uh, <clears throat> quote unquote. Um, and so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to really understand what was going on from his perspective. Uh, I'm sure there'll be, you know, other people that want to tell their stories. We live in a content world. So, you know, we might get, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll get a Horace Grant story uh, at some point because he got an ax to grind. Um, so we'll see about that, but, um, I think what we're going to do right now is take a break because we're going to get into some music, man. We're going to get into my, we're going to, we're going to venture into my waters. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about this Tyler. Um, Uh I did, I did wrap up that, that Rosenberg project. Um, really, really really good. I got to go, I got to go digging my Jansport for that. Um, so we're going to come back in a little bit, uh, and talk a little bit about music, man, please get my, load the clip, unload the clip. (laughs) This man out here DJing. (laughs) 
So we back. We back. So you want um we had some uh some things we wanted to get off your chest, huh? Some, yeah, man. Some music, this Tyler right? album is amazing. <clears throat> um yeah. just on albums that have been released this year. Uh and if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Tyler's new album, Tyler the Creator, uh released a new album called Call Me If You Get Lost. Uh it's a game um with a DJ drama on it. Um kind of has that feel to it uh i guess overall as a project i really like it um it kind of reminds me of the pharrell gangster grills uh the in my mind uh mixtape and um yeah uh super dope um this song's called lumberjack well let me let me ask you man because I, I like the album too but uh can tyler can he miss like seriously he's consistent like he's weird, even though he be trolling sometimes. I don't know if he's trolling or being serious, but man, he makes some great albums. Like I remember when his last album came out, was it Igor? I listened to it and I was like, hey, people are gonna be sleeping on this album. People are gonna be sleep on this album. And then DJ Khaled started talking shit, and then everyone started noticing. And I was like, bro, your album ain't better than Tyler the Creator's album. I tell you that right now. Of yeah. course, that's how he won. So I mean, he's he's definitely on the streak of of really good albums i think he's giving people more of the like i mean he's doing it his way obviously mm -hmm. by, like you said you know kind of the weird content and, and all that <laughs> but um the dude is rapping like mm -hmm. he's rapping he's making songs um i mean just things that that you know if you would have told me you know when he released wolf or some of those early day projects i would have just been like that guy, I mean, yeah. he can yep. rap. He's got a great, unique voice. But, I mean, he just, he'd be on some other shit. You know what I'm saying? He do. Like um, <laughs> but, yeah, this album is just from top to bottom. I mean, there's not a skip on this joint. Um, and uh, he produced a lot of this album. Uh, I think he has production credits on every single one of them. Um, he did have a Jay Versace beat on here. Which is cool. Not enough is being made to Jay Versace as a producer. So what what is a lot of Jay? What is he? What is a lot of things that he's done? So uh, he produced a lot of um, uh, Pray for Paris. Oh, okay. Uh, Work with Westside. Oh, that's right. Because Westside, I thought Westside helped uh, help executive produce this album. I thought he did. I thought he said something to Westside about this album, though. What the Tyler Creator album? Yeah, I thought. Oh, he, I, I thought so. That. Yeah, I thought so. I gotta um, look it up. But uh, but yeah, Jay Versace's work with Freddie Gibbs, like kind of all the artists that I listen to. Um, so he's getting a little bit more name recognition out here. Uh, I mean, you know, salute to that kid. I mean, he really just started on Vine and Instagram, fucking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> doing goofy videos of him. Bro, them freestyles. I forgot. Was that DJ K Slay when he was doing that freestyle? Uh, which one was he? No, I'm talking about Jay Versace. Oh, okay, okay, Tyler, I got you. But um, so, Tyler did the freestyle on Hot 97 with Funkmaster Flex. Yeah. Uh, where he said, me and Flex thumbing through the index looking for buff neck niggas for <laughs> um, as a line. And uh, okay, Funk and, stopped and, that and, real uh, quick. Flex, Flex said, uh, what made you go with that line? <laughs> so, um, yeah. 
Tyler always hey. been an oddball, but um, but yeah, yeah. produced most of this album. Um, is like I said, it's got some really really dope songs on here. Um, it's even got like a storytelling song on here. Um, you know, talking about you know how one of his homeboys girls. Um, it's just really, like I said, from top to bottom, solid project. Um, it is, it is. For, I mean, seriously. But you know, this is what I was talking about. Um, so I just saw, the, I found an article. He said Tyler said Westside Gun inspired him to start rapping again. Ironically, of out of all people, Westside. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So, so I mean, it's a little. I would, I would have thought it'd been someone else, but yeah, he gave, he gave him credit. And you know, so. that's the. I think you know, for as much shit as Westside gets for his rapping ability compared to, you know, the other people in his camp, because I don't think it's, I mean, you know, Westside for, for better or worse, Westside can put some words together when he wants to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like he's not a trash, trash rapper. Um, You know, do I think that, you know, there was a stretch where Westside wasn't really rapping. He was more just talking shit, Um, you know, on records. I think he was more focused on other things. Um, you know, not to give him any excuses, but uh, I think he has rapping ability, and you know, I think his space, uh, when it comes to like this new era of hip hop, I think it's going to extend far beyond Griselda. I think he's going to be kind of bigger, uh, from a from a you know a cultural standpoint, uh, within hip hop. You know, as it pertains to, like the art and music and the fashion and all that shit. You know, I think he's got a lot of that under his belt, and that's going to be his lane. I think he's kind of you know, he's going to be your next executive. Yeah, that's somewhere. what I said. I thought the rumor was like they wanted him to be the uh, executive Def Jam or something. Wasn't it something like well, that? So I think there's a cycle on this Def Jam, this mysterious Def Jam job um, mm-hmm. that, that everybody claims to be a candidate for or everybody, you know, has nominated candidates for. Um Def Jam isn't going to do that. Like, Def, there's nobody in Def Jam uh, left in the building that's, that's like, you know, a hip-hop a hip hop person. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. it's just a bunch of businessmen because, um, you know, if, if you really wanted, if you really wanted to kind of focus on that, you would have had Jim Jones up there. You would have had Khaled yep. up there. You would have had Westside up there. You would have had, you know, a lot more people in that building. Um, with decision-making power, but instead you roll out some roster of who knows who, just, you know, the nigga with the, the most poppinest YouTuber or, you know, SoundCloud and but, go with it. Well, the thing, um, but the thing I think about is sometimes maybe getting a, a, a someone who's not a no-name like Jay-Z, does that really help? Because if you want to be real, J. Cole stepped up and his music became better when he left when jay-z left him alone like when j cole took his own lane and he stopped you know letting jay-z take control of everything i i want to say his music got better he started doing his own thing it's just like um just sometimes i feel it's like sometimes i just feel as though will if people come out oh shit Giannis done got hurt come on come on leave that game alone we talk about music Ah, you were my bad. So I'm thinking like, so what would you get a no name or someone of importance like West Side Gun? Like what would you do? Well, I think I mean and I'm and 
I mean, I don't think this disclaimer needs to be made, but it's going to be made. I'm not a music executive. I don't, I've never worked in the business. I'm just doing this as a consumer, as a fan, uh, as somebody that really enjoys the music. Um, and I just saw what you were talking about and oh shit, indeed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think that, oh, it's more, it's more, uh, I'm going to pause my television because I don't want to see that. Uh, that replay uh, when it comes up. Nope, nope, nope. There we go. All right. So uh, to answer your question, does it need to be somebody with a big name or a no name? I think it's really on just impact, right? Like who has their fingers in everything or who has their hands in everything, right? Like, you know, you got a guy that's taking up a lot of avenues. Like uh, I'm talking about West Side now. You got a guy who's tapped in with fashion, tapped in with the music, tapped in with film. Uh, you know, the Griselda film wasn't that great, but um, <laughs> but he's he's learning these avenues and these different streams um, for a reason. And I think it's a very versatile person who also happens to be super hip hop. Like, um, and for a. Uh, label as historic as Def Jam um, as it relates to hip hop, like they need that back, right? Like, and those guys that he's doing it with, uh, Benny Conway, they're all like hip hop guys, right? So that's what it's going to take. Um, and you start to see that situations have really kind of opened up, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think these, in this day and age, Artists don't need big labels like Def Jam anymore right? to mm-hmm. do what they're doing, right? So, like, I'd say if you ha- if, if, if Cole was, to your point, if Cole was where he was when he was with Jay-Z, let's just do a time multiverse type of scenario. If Cole was who he was in 2012 right now, maybe Def Jam with a West Side Gun as an executive over there really does him some good does him the same good as jay-z being involved in his career right because you look at cole's path it wasn't necessarily uh that of a of a typical artist right he got with jay-z really early after the the mixtape series that come out um you know he got his he got his shot on blueprint three uh on a star is born and just kind of took off from there right um, I think most of the people who are fans of J. Cole were fans long before Stars More, right? Long before, like Friday Night Lights, you know what I'm saying? Like the warm-up, the come-up. I think he has that fan base that's been with him that long has propelled him to where he is right now. I think the the deal and, and the, the mentorship of Jay-Z throughout his career has gotten him to this point. I don't think he would have gotten there without that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, basically, with 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 Cole, he's got his own imprint, his own artist, his own festival. Like, I still think some good came of that Jay Z that Jay Z uh, situation. Now, with Westside, I think he has the ability to find artists, and he's always attached to a sound um, that's different, that's still kind of 
gritty, that's hip hop, that's kind of mm-hmm. taking it back to the essence. And I think that, like, with everything, everything old is new again. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Def Jam is smart, um, which they are, but I think they're trying to compete with the Atlantics, the you know the big labels that have radio play, right? And that's not West Side's lane. Like that'd be good if West Side got his own executive spot for the hip hop division at Def Jam, but overall they need somebody else like a Khaled who can get you different genres of music and and really you know has a has an ear for a lot of the the global top 40 sound um and i think they dropped the ball with that so um but but what's up but what's up well i would say they dropped the ball by not offering any type of executive position or partnership with Khaled, right like Mm -hmm. i think Khaled probably would have been the perfect person to take them there honestly i think fat joe might be a better fit somewhere like that because oh, really? Fat Joe kind of bridges that gap, right? That Fat Joe, I think, can <clears throat> can kind of you know I, wear a couple of hats. Not I haven't even thought people. about Fat Joe. To be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I haven't. That's a... don't. But you know, you take you take a look back, and I mean, he's like the Kevin Bacon of hip hop. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's been. He he has all the stories from his days where he's running around with Pun and all them, like. Yeah, he's he's somebody seasoned enough to take a job like that. Jim Jones maybe as well, um, but I, I don't think he has the chops for uh, for getting radio radio hits like uh-huh. some of those other candidates. But anyway, <clears throat> we're talking about you were talking about West Side kind of inspiring Tyler to to rap rap again, right? And uh-huh. um, and that's what led me to that 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 little t- tangent um, because I think that Westside really kind of has that impact with this with this like at post blog era rapper like Tyler you know and, and Freddie and all those guys um, and uh, and yeah he's, he's just you know kind of all over it um, I'll tell you this if, if we keep in count and if I had an agenda that Westside is the best executive in hip hop I would say that Westside is responsible for not one, but two of the best albums that have been released this year. Oh, really? Now, which albums are those? Look at you. Uh, here we go. Which what, what is it? What is it, Todd? Well, Tyler Creator, for one, uh, okay. arguably has the album of the year, um, just off first reactions. And I think Staying Power, especially with his own festival, is going to really next. pump this up. Uh-huh. But uh, the second album. Here we go. I already know. Pray for Haiti. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you was you gonna can't say that. Tell man. me there was a better hip hop album released this year since Tyler released or before Tyler released than Makami. Pray for Haiti. Um, Lloyd Banks was pretty good. Lloyd Banks was pretty long. I still haven't finished. <laughs> um, That's true. I was gonna say I, I didn't either. So. Right. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, those are the ones that have really stayed in rotation. Now, I mean, again, <clears throat> I listen to a very, not very specific, but a very limited genre of hip hop. Like 
there's only so much I can take in terms of yeah, because you be missing out. You be missing out. I be missing out on 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 some of those other artists. Um, you know, but like you know, this might lead me into my. Uh, uh, you're not gonna get an in-depth discussion of the Rosenberg album from me. Um, yeah, I mean, because it's very, very backpacky. Um, you really, really, really just gotta like that type of hip hop in order to really enjoy this. Not saying you can enjoy it, but um, you gotta really be committed to the to the Jansport life. Uh, you know, a couple of spray cans in the in the backpack. And the yeah, cans. I was say I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, this is this is Ty's type of music. I was like, I I might listen to it one day, but I didn't go rushing to it. But you know, most of these songs that they were performed live, they, it would it would have the the roll that shit, light that shit, smoke it. <laughs> um, you know, because it is it's really that type of vibe. But oh, I really okay. enjoyed it. Um, you know, for Rosenberg to put that out. Um, you know, props to him because I know he has a lot of those relationships with with those rappers. Um, he like like we discussed before, he breaks artists on the radio, um, or he break he broke artists on the radio with his late night show called Real Late, um, which was which was his album's namesake. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I thought that was a cool little homage to uh, to to what he does. And and if he you know if he wants to do another one, man, I, I'd be interested to see who he's got next because uh, he. He really has some people on here um, that you know people I've heard of, people I haven't, but all kind of the same kind of. You know, is this his first? Is this his first compilation? I can't remember. Yeah, this is his first one. So, um, you know, um, he's not rapping on it. So yeah, that's what. That's why if you want if you want to hear him rap and make songs, he, he made a really good one about hating Duke um, back really? in like twenty. Like 2008, 2007, somewhere around there. Um, feel free to look it up. It's uh, I Hate Duke. Um, <laughs> Real crap. You know, I'm, I'm not really sure if that's the name of it. Or not. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. But, but Rosenberg Duke. made a, a, a hateful video about Duke. He's a, he's a big Maryland fan. I grew up a big Maryland fan. And, uh, you know, nobody hates Duke quite like Maryland fans. Everybody oh. thinks it's UNC, but. I couldn't be further from the truth. Well, Scott Van um, Pelt doesn't seem like he has any, you know, he, he doesn't have anything against Duke. He's also a professional. Reason. And you know what else professionals do? They segue. So oh, um, go I'm going to get into this. <laughs> and, uh, <sighs> and, you know, I was talking about just, you know, not being in tune with some of the, some of the, the other genres of rap, um, which is okay. You know, it's beautiful that hip hop has subgenres and different genres. Um, you know, and, and that could be discussed a later day. But uh Mr. Shiesty. Uh oh, yeah. First, first name Sir, Pooh. Sir Sir Shiesty, as they call man, <laughs> and, uh, I wanna preface this by saying, man, it you know, if you're you know, if you're an up and coming artist and you're coming up you're looking to change the situation, um, you got some street shit going on and all that good stuff. Hey, when you get when you get into the business, you got a number one song. You got everything looking up for you. Shit, you got the yeah. You got the album came out. You got to get You got to get out. You got to get away. You got to get away. You got to really change your life because you got life changing stuff that's happening to you. Uh, and this is really sad to see. Uh, you know, for for a young person, um, that you know that really uh, you know is doing his thing. But he's been indicted for um, a robbery, and uh, 
feds use his Instagram, his car as evidence in the case. Um, I'm just going to read this article real short. The feds have indicted rapper Pooh Shiesty over the alleged shooting and robbery of two men outside Bay Harbor Islands Hotel, which I think is in Miami. Uh, the rapper, whose real name I won't say, is now in federal custody and made his first Miami court, uh, federal court appearance on Tuesday afternoon. Charges discharging firearm during a violent crime, conspiracy and robbery under a law regulating commerce. Uh, Pooh Shiesty 21 has been charged and freed on bond in Miami-Dade State Court over the same incident. But earlier this month, he was put back in jail on a separate charge. Uh, over alleged shooting of a security guard at the King of Diamonds Strip Club on Memorial Day. Um, right there, I just want to stop for a second and acknowledge that he's been indicted and he's in federal custody waiting a tr- uh, court appearance on discharging a firearm during a violent crime, conspiracy and robbery under a law regulation, regulating commerce. So, Basically, it's a gun charge. It's a robbery. It's a robbery while having a gun. Uh, when feds come after you, they're gonna they're gonna really you're gonna get got. You're gonna get got. They already yeah. have a case made, and when they file charges, it's really your job to say, you know, uh, no, I didn't do that, or not, I wasn't the circumstance. Well, remember, remember too. Um, also, the case that the bodyguard backtracked too. That's true. That's true. But this he is He backtracked on it. Yeah, yeah he this said is that. Unrelated, though. Yeah. So I mean, you know, he he might have doubly been 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 uh, in some trouble if that bodyguard hadn't gotten amnesia or whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, fortunate that he's only dealing with it. Well, maybe they're under- saying he got put back in jail because of that charge. I mean, because of the the bodyguard thing. So right, right. But he but he got released uh, after that. Well, he got released after after the charges, the bodyguard or whatever. Um, but uh, says we've been in communication with the U.S. Attorney's Office and and we believe that a federal detainer on him uh, and are likely. Uh, I'm sorry, we believe they have a federal detainer on him and are likely to file federal charges. His defense attorney said that doesn't change our position. Uh, as to his 100% innocence in both state and federal matters, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, of course, his lawyer is doing his, his job. <clears throat> Sorry. Now, uh, it says, in a federal case, Williams is charged along with two other men, one Bobby Brown, not no relation, and uh, Jalen DeRosa. According to a criminal complaint, the trio in October arranged to buy some marijuana at a high-end uh, and high-end athletic sneakers from two men at the Landon Hotel in Bay Harbor Islands. So in October 2021, when did Back in Blood hit the hit the charts? Hit the charts? Uh, I don't think it's been. It hasn't been in October, has it? Well, I'm just curious as to like time and place. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm looking it up right now. It came out. No, wait. And two days before his. It came out November 6, 2020. Oh, man. So he had a song that was on the, on the verge of coming out. And um, according to this criminal complaint, him young. and his homeboys went to go buy some weed and some high-end athletic sneakers uh, from two men 
at a Landon Hotel in Bay Harbor Island. Uh, Williams, or I'm sorry. Uh, what? Shiesty. showed up in a McLaren exotic car and his homeboy DeRosa in a black Maybach. So you took... You went on a you went on a mission mm-hmm. to buy weed. This is all allegedly. Go ahead. Alleg- allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. To buy weed and Jordans mm-hmm. from two dudes at a hotel. And you showed up in a McLaren and your homeboy or your code as they call it, uh co defendant. Showed up in a black Mercedes Maybach. Okay. Okay. A lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where the Landon Hotel in Bay Harbor Islands is, but I'd imagine if it, it's in a nice part of, of of Miami-Dade somewhere, and you know, there's a lot of people and a lot of innocent bystanders, things like that. Uh, during the deal, Williams and Brown shot the two men, one in the hip, and the other in the rear end. According to the complaint, mm-hmm. the robbery was captured on video surveillance. <laughs> according to the criminal complaint by Miami Dade, oh, Williams used a Draco subcompact Shiesty. gun. Shiesty. Well, I think I didn't give his first name, so yeah, oh, okay. Shiesty. Okay. Um, or Pooh Williams <laughs> used the Draco subcompact machine gun. Uh, and let's, I, I want to, um, for the record, I'm a gun guy. Um, when, when these articles mention machine guns, just ignore it. It's not a machine gun. It's a, just ignore it. A Draco is a, just a, a, it's a mini, it's a mini rifle, essentially. Shout out Soldier Boy. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a pistol, but it's a mini rifle. Mm-hmm. A lot, of, a lot of ATF rules. Not going to go into it on this podcast, but anyway, um, and never paid. <laughs> okay, so it's the way this article is written. Williams used the Draco subcompact machine gun and never paid either victim for the shoes or marijuana. You don't say. <laughs> One was shot in the hip, and the other shot in the ass, and they didn't pay the audacity. Um, social media, uh, the feds say, was critical. In building the case, investigators also found a Louis Vuitton bag. <clears throat> Excuse me. A Louis Vuitton bag fell out of the McLaren. It contained forty thousand nine hundred and twelve dollars in cash. Really exact number. Yeah. Just Very days before number. the robbery, the Fed said his Instagram featured photos of himself, along with several long rifles and a plethora of $100 bills. One of the bills in the bag had the same serial number as one depicted on his Instagram. His Instagram account also featured him posing with what appeared to be the same green McLaren. Huh. It's watching, boy, ain't Either Darius is a rat. So... Um, a lot like what plagues this generation Z young millennials is that they put their business online. A lot mm-hmm. of their business online. 
Um, and uh, I feel like you don't get any sympathy when you get caught by something you posted online. So if you want to rob someone, allegedly, you probably don't show up with, I mean, the bills, yeah, they got you. They, they did a lot of research. Well, probably a t- uh, uh, directed their attention to your Instagram was that bright fucking green McLaren that you're <laughs> posing with that's also on video surveillance. <sighs> so, DeRosa's Instagram account also showed the, him wielding the same Draco used by Shiesty, according to the complaint. Shiesty, who hails from Memphis, Tennessee, is part of Gucci Mane's 1017 record label and has a hit song, Back in Blood. Shiesty is facing uh, an aggravated battery charge in the, in the strip club shooting. Um, the victim in the case is alleged to have recanted, although prosecutors said that they are investigating why he backtracked. So witness intimidation, another federal charge. Man, I'm telling you. Actually, no, there might be state charges for for that for that state crime but um but yeah um so they're looking into witness intimidation uh as it relates to the recantation of that story um yeah i want to take this time out to uh for you rappers rappers that make music that i don't necessarily listen to you have a lot of fans out here that listen to your music and um you know we get it, right? Like, you know, we as consumers, <clears throat> we want to believe that people live their raps, but we truly ain't shit for that, right? Like, it's better yeah. to hear stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like lie to me, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather you lie to me about your street credibility and yep. make it believable than you actually out here doing stupid shit. Well, the thing is, though, Todd, like, I always think about it. When we was 21, like, this is... This is this is out of control. <laughs> like, what do you you only he's only 20, he just turned 21 and he's doing all this. I'm like, bro, you signed to a record label. Why are y'all doing this? Like, what are you doing? I'm sure Gucci ain't paying you in pennies. Like, I'm sure he can get the shit for you. What are you doing? Like, seriously, like for real, like you're on the come up. Like, even I, I dare say little dirt don't be getting in trouble. I mean, a lot of things happen in his, you know his entourage and all that, but I'm seeing he ain't trying to get banged up like that. Right. I think he's staying out of trouble because he's seeing what's happening. You said, well, your, your, your mic. I said, I think he's staying out of trouble because he's seeing what's happening to people around him. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And Gucci should be right there and be like, Hey, you know, don't be doing this dumb shit. Like, look at, look how my career went. I mean, granted people still listen to Gucci, you know, all of that, but this man was still doing time, you know, for doing right. shit. But I'm more reticent to to give a pass to people's OGs because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you a young dude with, you know, with a, with a little bit of change in your pocket. Yeah, that's nobody, true. There's nobody going to be able to tell you shit, you know. What I'm well, saying? that's true, but but that's that's what I'm saying, though. Like, but did Gucci even, like, put you to the side and be like, hey, you know, probably not because it's Gucci, but right. I don't know. I mean... You're right. You're young. You don't want to listen to nobody. I'm just thinking it's a lot. This is a lot for just for just him. 
for yep. proof, Shiesty. This this is a lot, bro. I mean, yep. seriously. Um, and if convicted, I mean, he's he's really, it's really going to put a uh, a damper on his on his on his career. I mean, you know, one would say, I mean, you go. I don't know the mandatory minimums or anything like that as it relates to um, as it relates to the uh, the charges that he has, but. Um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a, a significant chunk out of his career um, for a rapper. I mean, I don't know. I'm not familiar with his music. so, um, But, you know, somebody that might have promise to, to miss out on 10, 15 years of his career uh, due to, you know, foolishness. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you look at Bobby Schmurter, right? Like, you know, he, he was mixed up in whatever he was mixed up in. Uh, he sat down. He did his time. He's back out, and from what it appears, he's not trying to go back. Him or Rowdy Rebel, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, <clears throat> you know, I think there's a lot of people you don't necessarily have to know to to use them as examples, uh, you know, and and you know, straightening out things as you start to pick up more notoriety. Um, it's a tough situation, but you know, hey, look, if you're willing to do crime and then, you know, post your victories, uh, or spoils of victory, on Instagram, I mean, hey, my empathy only goes so far. So best of luck to uh, Mr. Shiesty. But this, but this is what I'm saying though. It's just like with the old dude. Uh, I forgot the uh, the young kid's name too. He's from he's like from Savannah, but he's in 1017 with Gucci and Pooh. Um, he in trouble too. Like he he was on house arrest and burned off his damn thing off his ankle. Oh. Uh fuck, man. I'm trying to remember his name now. Young kid. He came out with uh, baby mama ain't shit. She uh, you probably don't know. I know you don't know. Hell no. Yeah, I know you ain't know. Hold on, I'm about to look it up right now. But um, yeah, damn it. I, I can't oh Fujiano, that's his name. Fujiano, young kid, just like Pushaisty. They in the same record label, Gucci Ten Seventeen, and he keep getting in trouble. Like they're young kids, like they keep getting in trouble. I'm like Gucci. At some point, you know this messing up your bread too. <laughs> like so, that's true. You you need to step up and say something. Like you the old head now, you the OG. Say something. <laughs> like you like you expect them to you record you signed them. You expect them to sell records, make money for you, but you can't do that inside jail. Especially, I mean, that's a fact. Like, come on now. Like, seriously, say something. Do something. Be the be big bro for them. I like my rappers out of jail. You feel me? Uh, perfect example, like you were saying, like rappers, we rather you lie about it and, and then do it, then do it. This is like TI. Yeah, T.I. is in some little trouble right now. Not say little trouble. He's in, you know, sexual allegations. But what I'm saying is when he started doing his VH1 show, like they're the Cosby's, he was still rapping that street shit. And we was like, well, we know you ain't doing that no more. Like, but we enjoy your music. I'd rather you do that than you actually still shooting people, robbing people at 40 years old. Like, come on now. Like, y- y'all got to do better. You really got to do better. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, I hate it for him, but just sometimes you just gotta gotta chill out, man. That's why I stay at home too. Yeah, that's another you reason gotta, why I stay you gotta at home. Sit down, and you gotta stay out of the way. And uh, speaking of sitting down, staying out of the way, you've been uh, on a 
the IR for a little bit for for the last week or so, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've been hurt, man. Like, yeah. did you get robbed by Pushiesty? <laughs> nah, I ain't get robbed. He, ain't, he don't want nothing I got. Right. Uh, nah, man. I I, I hurt my uh, my big toe working. You know, slaving for the man, and went to the doctor. They said I had like a sprained toe, some bone was bone spurs, mm. arthritis, and gout. <laughs> they got that rich man's disease, bro. All of that in one toe. When I tell you, man, this the small things that you don't realize you got to to something happen to it. Like my big toe, I can't walk on it. I can't drive. <laughs> like, like I, when I heard it, I couldn't even like go to the kitchen. I had to lay on the bed. Like I mean, it, I was in so, I'm in so much pain. It's getting better now, but man, it looks like my NBA career is over. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely you, over. Like I had to talk to my agent, let him know it's not looking too good. Yeah, um, especially with my age at 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying, man. But yeah, yeah so I've been on the sideline for a second. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess you had a little bit of time to catch up on some on some uh some shows. Yeah, hey. Tell me hey. about what you've been watching. Mayor of Easttown, man. Mayor Easttown. Finally, we on uh me and Nicole are on the last episode. We we better finish that tonight. We better finish that tonight. Man, it's a lot of grimy stuff. I so, so take me through it. Take me through it. What's your what's your what's been your your experience with the show? thus far through what seven episodes man just a, a lot of bored white people man <laughs> like what is this this is in pennsylvania like everyone's getting accused of something and it, it's good because at the beginning i really thought i was like dang man the the, the, the father over here sleeping with this well, little girl well, let's and take I was, a step back let's take a step right. back okay let's talk about it so t- tell me about kind of just walk me through the series what's it about all right so there's this uh there's a small town, East Town, where everyone knows everyone. The main character, her name's Mayor. I forgot her last name. Her name's Mayor. Everyone knows each other in the town, so everyone knows she's like the top cop in the town. She's doing these small gigs. Um, what happens is she there's a murder of a girl, a young girl. I think she's like 17 or so. She's found in a river one day, and there's events that lead up to it such as she has a little, she has a, a child and her, she's online dating. Anyway, she got tricked into meeting up at a park and a group of kids end up bullying her. One girl even punched her in the face, knocked her down. So ugly girl too. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that, and on top of that, it's an ugly girl. Like you get beat up by ugly girl. <laughs> anyway, so the girl, the ugly girl beats her up and the girl walks off and then later that night she gets killed. So the the whole premise of the show is who murdered this girl and why. And there's also some other subplots as there's other little girls that have been missing or end up dead. So they're trying to see if there's a connection to this, if there's a serial killer, a rapist, things like that. And then you include Mare, who's just man, her life is in shambles, man. She does everything but coke. Like she 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 does everything but like hard drugs. She drinks a lot. She eats horribly. She now, can't keep a man because she's aggressive. Well, here's the thing, too. It, it, just a little background on Mayor. So Mayor is a cop um, and a detective in a small town. Uh, like Paul said, she's a top cop in East Town. 
And uh, as far as her personal life goes, she has um, she has you know a daughter uh, who's about 17, 18, college, almost college age. Um, and she had a son who uh, unfortunately died by suicide. Um, and, uh, you know, throughout the series, it takes you through, um, kind of his abuse of drugs and his, uh, and his mental unwellness and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, kind of tells that story, uh, kind of concurrently with the, with the main plot of the show. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Mare is, is kind of broken down and still reeling from that. Uh, she's living with her. Her mother lives with her. Uh, her ex-husband lives across the street with his new fiance. Her life is a mess, right? Got a lot going on, but she got to hold it together because, you know, she's taking care of her grandson, uh, which is her son's son. Um, and uh, the the mother of that child is actually in um, rehab. So she had a drug dependency as well, and mm-hmm. she, you know, was unfit to be a parent. Um, so the so mayor and uh, yeah, mayor is his primary guardian, um, and I think that becomes a plot in the show where the mother attempts to get back um, custody of the child uh, because she was somewhat better. Now mayor. She wasn't really feeling that, but we'll get to that anyway. But I just wanted to paint the picture of Mare not necessarily being the, like, yeah, her life is in shambles, but for good reason. Like, she got a yeah. lot going on. I mean, yeah, she got she got her, her ex-husband. Like you said, her ex-husband's living literally in her backyard with this big-ass house behind her. Uh, he's about to get married again. Uh, like, it's just so much going on. She's supposed to be, remember, she's the star basketball player that won a championship 25 years ago. I was like, y'all ain't got nothing else better to do after these 25 years. Y'all still talking about this? I said, okay, that's cool. So that, I mean, it's just some small town shit. Like I said, when I lived in Arkansas, I could, I completely could relate to what was going on. Mm-hmm. But it's just people who ain't got nothing else to do. You know, you could, you could tell it's kind of poor uh, most people working at the convenience stores and gas stations. Like you can tell when got the kids out here smoking cigarettes. Like these are kids. Like just going to the local store buying cigarettes. Um, but it's a lot of shady stuff going on. A lot of shady stuff. You can tell hillbilly shit, uh, raping, like the the, the priest, all of that stuff, man. Yeah, let's, like, get back, let's get back to the plot then. So, um, so yeah, girl gets murdered. It turns into a murder mystery. Now, right. the, the search for the killer ensues, right? Uh-huh. So, in the, I believe it's the second episode, um, that's when uh, old, the, the girl's father shot the, shot the boyfriend. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Episode two was when, um, yeah, episode two was when um, the, the, the baby daddy, he got shot by the girl's father. Cause he thought that he killed her father, so, um, and, and, and funny because I thought he killed him. He shot him like twice, two or right. three times. I mean, he, he was in, he was in critical condition, straight in the back. And and then next episode, oh, he lived. I was like, what? <laughs> what, dude? Look, the, the the funny thing, the father confessed and everything. Hey, I went and killed that boy because he killed my daughter. And it was like, 
Think nah, like bro. Yeah, he was like, nah, bro. He he at the house. He, I mean, he in the bed chilling. He ain't dead. I was like, bro, you shouldn't even say anything. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, so, I mean, but, but what's so up? I was going to say, so so the father ends up shooting the, the boyfriend. Um, it becomes clear that he didn't necessarily do it, but it becomes more clear throughout the, the episode that, you know, sometimes niggas do need to get shot. Yeah, um, exactly. And, yeah. And, and I think he deserved what he got uh, at, at a certain point. So, um, not sweating that, but we found out, you know, in that, in the court, in the terms of that, that the, that the father or the boyfriend, sorry, wasn't, um, wasn't responsible. Wow. Wasn't responsible for the murder. Um, now there are other suspects that emerge and as we're watching this show, everybody seems like a suspect. Yeah, you know, everyone, they, everybody, you know, everybody. top flight security, everybody yeah. a suspect. Everybody. <laughs> uh, but, but it's so, crazy because like you said, every time someone would start talking, I'd be like, oh, bro, you're a suspect. Like, right. you're a suspect. What are you talking about? You 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 had this girl stand at your house for months and you didn't say nothing? Uh, you, you were buying stuff about, for You're this? talking about the pastor, right? No, not the pastor. I'm talking about Billy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Billy had that girl stand at his house for months and, oh, she was there for a few weeks. Nah, well, bro. Well, I wanted to take you through the through the timeline of suspects. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go, go through the timeline. When I was watching it, I felt like the um at first I was like okay the boyfriend did it then when that when that when that fell through I was like okay that motherfucking priest did something yeah responsible and then you know when it when it comes to find out you know he he wasn't responsible but you know he wasn't exactly forthcoming with his interactions with the with the girl um you know I was like oh, okay he's still a piece of shit probably need to be probably need to be gone too anyway um I, you know this whole town failed this poor child okay she was she was a young mother you know she was a teen mom you know what i mean like you know the baby got an ear infection she was trying to you know yep. trying to trying to you know try to pay for that straight, you know what i'm saying trying to trying to basically con her boyfriend who was also a piece of shit so whatever but con Bruh. her boyfriend into paying for this baby ear infection and then Still, because she was not getting no money from the baby's actual father. Um, now Brad, you haven't this... finished. You haven't finished this this season, so I'm not. I'm not gonna do a full review. But my thing. Will, uh, go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna say. I will say. Um, there's a lot that's revealed in the last two episodes that just have you like, huh? This girl probably had a threesome or something. It's probably some big orgy or something with with this girl or or maybe uh, what's name was involved. The the son. Something. It's gonna be something going on connected to Mary because when I saw the black chief, he said, "Get Mary on the phone. Get her on the phone now." And I'm like, "All right, what's up with Mary? Like, okay, she her family got to be connected to this now." I'm like, "See, here we go." And that's the problem. This small ass town. Everyone knows everybody. Everybody yeah. doing shit to people. Like, hey, bro, what are y'all doing? The shit get deep, dog. Shit that's what deep. I'm saying. It's gonna be something. It's going to be something. It's hey. gonna be oh, that's a uh, that's Mayor's child, grandchild so, too now. So some shit. riddle me this. At this point, who do you think is the father? <sighs> I want to say it's Billy. I want to say it's Billy. Billy out and here. B- Billy, and for the listeners, who, who is Billy and, and what's his relation to the Billy story? is that skinny hillbilly with the big, bulgy blue eyes who uh, he's the brother of the white dude with the big beard. Um, I don't know his name. I don't know Billy's brother's name. 
Uh, it's too many the, of them. The one with the the one with the wife. Yes, the, the one with the wife with the freckles. Yeah. Uh, and he was cheating on his wife. Yeah, yeah. They didn't even so show the other lady yet, but yeah, uh, yeah. They didn't show her. Yeah. So. Her, so uh, you think it's Billy? I, I'm, I'm telling you, I want to say it's either. No, I'm not, I'm just I'm just saying you don't have to think about it. I'm just asking. No, no, I'm I'm thinking because I'm trying to think of how uh what's his name? Uh is it Guy Pierce? What's the good dude name? Um Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, uh the doctor, Richie. Richard. Um I gotta pull up the cast. I'm trying up. to think of how he can be the one from Iron Man 3. Oh, um heard you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how he's still connected because I was like, this dude coming out of nowhere, things happening, um, all these things are connected. This dude ain't getting no play from no other chicks. And, I got you. I mean, I'm, you know, I think he was a genuine love interest for Mayor. You know what I'm saying? Somebody to get Mayor back out in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, Man, what's his name was a good dude too and then he got his ass blasted and he deserved that shit. Oh, that that uh, her partner. Uh, fucking your boy. That's your boy. Yeah. That's Quicksilver. Yeah, Nathan Peters. Well, bruh, she Mary told him first of all. He found he found the Winston Evan cigarettes, Peters. huh? I said Evan Peters. Yeah, yeah he found the cigarettes. And he was like, man, look, the Winston cigarettes. And she was like, okay, get your gun ready. <laughs> get your gun ready. And what he do? He just playing around and then yep. bam, got blessed. Yeah. That's what you get, bro. You ain't got to get ready. You stay ready. <laughs> Mayor was ready. Yeah, Mayor was ready. She was ready. Man, that um, shit. So, but, so, okay. So your theory is Billy's going to be the 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 the, uh, the baby's father. No. Well, that, this is, does that also give you the confidence to say that Billy might be the killer as well? No, I thought they already said Billy admitted to killing her. I thought that's what they said, but I don't know. I heard you. Huh? I said I heard you. Oh, you heard me? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'm trying to. Okay, but you. now see now you just fucking with me now because I'm thinking like. Of course I am. Because because <laughs> Billy might have killed her, but it might not be Billy's child. Who I wonder Billy if might cover for. Huh? So who would Billy be covering for? That's a good point. I don't know. See, it might it's, it might be something we don't yeah, know. I gotta watch that tonight. Report. Yeah, I told uh, man. It was like one o'clock. Right, Nicole was so like, "At I'm this sleep. rate, at this rate, you're gonna thoroughly enjoy the last episode." I, oh, I, I promise you this. And it and I will say that it's a full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see it uh, as to how it's all revealed. So, uh, so yeah, just go into it with an open mind. Stay, stay with, stick with your guns because you're not far off. You know what I'm saying? Like, stick with your guns. You're, you're you're on the right track, but you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. Well, I just know Parks was like was like he had to watch the last episode over because he he might have missed some things, but that that showed what happened in ep- the last episode. So I I don't know. It's it's in the air. Like I said, I, I I'm I'm trying to think because now he's at the point where his dumbass brother tells him, "Hey, let's go fishing one last time." Man, fuck him. Like, fuck, now he's about to kill you because you want to go fishing. Like fucking ingrate. <laughs> Well, yeah, he got yeah, yeah. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be very tense. I mean, that was a very tense um, cliffhanger to end the episode on, um, because you know it's it's almost you're almost there, you're almost at the point. I'm telling you, hey, hey, 
wake Nicole up. You know, give her a foot whooping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wake that with my left foot. Yeah, yeah wake yeah. that ass up. Wake that ass up. We're gonna we're gonna watch this. Um, because yeah, it's 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 a it's a really good end to that to that particular series. Um, and if well, I'm lim- just if it's a limited series, I'm cool with it being just the one series. Yeah, this is a series finale. Yeah, a series finale. It's just like the was it the Good Judge, the Honest Judge, whatever it's called. Uh, Your Honor. Yeah, Your Honor. I don't know why. <laughs> I was late. You know, that might be an actual. That might be a good series to talk about because I feel like that was the, the talk of the town uh, when it was out, like on a week to week basis. Uh-huh. But people just stopped talking about it. it. It was, you know, the ending. The ending the, to that show mm-hmm. wasn't as good or as satisfying as it should have been well i mean um, it was it was all for nothing honestly <laughs> it was all for, it was all for nothing it true. was all for nothing everything true. he did was for nothing literally true, true. So, <laughs> so um so yeah so if this if this series ends in one season that, that'd be fine uh i think that's kind of the wave now anyway because you know as you start to get these big name actors i mean they got like you said they got guy pierce they got kate winslet Evan Peters, uh, uh, Gene Smart. Um, I mean, a lot of you know name name famous actors um, that you know they're not gonna stick around for multiple seasons of this show. They're just gonna be one and done and 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 roll out. Mm-hmm. Um, now uh, that comes on HBO Max. Actually, during these playoffs, I saw a series on HBO Max. Um, that starred Don Cheadle um, and uh, Bill Duke was in it. Um, and the trailer, it's called uh, No Sudden Move. Um, and basically, it looks to be a time piece, like a, like a, uh, a period piece set in mm-hmm. 1954 Detroit. Um, and yeah, uh, it's going to be streaming July 1st. So that's this Friday, right? Uh, July 1st. Yep, that's this Friday. Yeah. yeah, so let me just read you this cast. They got um, Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, uh, David Harbour, John Hamm, Karen Culkin, and my man, Brendan Fraser. Um, Fraser. All right. Um, and I uh, got Ray Liotta in it. Uh, it looks like it'd be a movie. Uh, it's rated R. And um, this looks like right up my alley, like we discussed before. If it's got Don Cheeto in it, it's an automatic watch. It's, all, it's automatic. It's automatic. Don automatic. Yep. Like, like, like Ben Simmons not shooting uh, a three-pointer. Automatic. So, um, <laughs> automatic. Uh, and you know what's funny is uh, Karen Culkin is a really good actor, too. I don't know if you ever heard of the the um, series on HBO called Succession. Yeah, I have. Uh, really good series. Um, actually, I think it should be coming back soon. Um, I know it got postponed for COVID, but um, but Karen Culkin is like the star of that show. Like he's he's excellent in that show. Um, uh, Karen Culkin, obviously younger brother of Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, better actor, um, but maybe not as name famous. Um, but I'm really excited for that to come out. Uh, I'll definitely be watching that. Uh, is that Friday? Yeah, it's uh, you talking about the first? Yeah, the first should be Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that while I'm quote- no, no, the first is Thursday. Uh, yeah, oh, well, I'm gonna be watching that while I'm quote working on Thursday, so <laughs> yeah, um, working maybe by the next time I 
maybe by the next time we uh we record uh we'll have a, a review for that um because yeah it looks looks to be high budget and i mean they got they got brendan fraser on here with a fat suit on like <laughs> oh that's your man. boy man i told you but you just love you some brendan fraser no nah, i'm just saying he's been in everything he had like kind of a uh uh you know a second wind in his career i mean doom patrol real good and um you know he's starting to get a lot more a lot more calls now all of a sudden or not now all of a sudden so well he's not getting he's not getting like the biggest roles now so i mean he's not getting like Marvel he's not getting the main like the main roles but he's working he's working you know yeah. what i'm saying my man my man working you know what i'm saying well nicholas cage be working too but that's not a good thing Nah, not at all he even he, he been counting those mummy checks a little too long you need to get back on the uh, on the playing field and, and, and really shot to earn his keep. Oh, shit, now Capella down? See? Yeah, he got knocked down. Well, there's not even an NBA game on the night. So no, it's not. That's a blowout somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, who are, you know Suns, uh, Suns are going to be the NBA champion this year. Um, anyway, so um, so you watched Mayor of Easttown. Did you catch up on anything else? Uh, let's see. Nah, you gave me that list, but, I mean... It's funny because since I've been out, I've been laying in bed, but that's more time for the, the wife <laughs> watching watching her shows. <laughs> like uh we were watching uh what's that show where uh, it's like a million things or something? A million little things comes on ABC. I think it's a million it's the black dude from uh 40 year old version. I wanna say it's that one. Uh, Romani. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Him. Yeah, I've been watching that with her. Um, I haven't. I didn't watch every episode, but I've been watching it every time because uh, she liked to go to sleep on almost every damn thing. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm gonna I'm 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 catch up on some more show. Oh, I watched Loki. Remember, I watched Loki. Uh, Loki. Still ep- good. Episode four comes out tomorrow. So, uh, still good. How'd you feel about the? Uh... Uh, the last episode, just in general. Uh, I mean, the last episode was okay to me. I mean, it was it was okay. I I, I can't see where they're going. Be honest with you for that one, um, because a lot of stuff is just starting to happen, and and it's already it's only six episodes too. So, That's I mean, they're, they're at the midway. Well, episode four is tomorrow, right? Yeah, episode four is tomorrow. We're past that midway, I think that episode was a setup. Um, yeah. but I mean, overall. Uh, I did like the story that they told, kind of, you know, kind of giving us time with the Lokis, right? Like, giving us time to to get to know the differences between their existences, if that makes sense, right? Like, she was trying to understand how Loki is, you know, did he, you know, did he have a mom? Did his mom love him? You know, uh, oh, at least she had parents, stuff like that. Um... And, you know, talking about his love life and all that kind of shit, right? Um, and then you had uh, Loki trying to understand, you know, how uh, her powers worked. And what's her name again? I'm sorry. I keep on missing her name. Who, Loki? Her name's Loki, though. No, no. Nah, you nah. talking about the Sylvie, name she Sylvie, wants to go Sylvie. by, right? Sylvie. So, yeah, Sylvie. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, you know, basically trying to figure out how Sylvie's powers work um, and, you know, trying to understand why they didn't work on him and things of that nature. So, um, you know, of course, neither one of them had plans that worked uh, to get them off of this island where it's being destroyed, or not island, but this planet that's being destroyed by a moon. Um, 
And so, you know, I kind of like the, the buddy cop aspect to it. Um, you know, especially like when they approach that old lady's house uh, and he tried to, you know, trick his way into making her think. Oh, yeah, we took it to the old man. I was like, bro, why did, why did he think that would work? I don't understand why Loki right. thought that would work. I was yeah. like, bro, you don't know she hated that man or that was her brother or who right. else. Like, get your ass blasted. That's what you get, man. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think that that little aspect, you know, the little humor in that was good. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I, I can't really see where they're going with this. I mean, obviously, this being episode four, this is really when shit start to turn up a little bit. Um, and we start to see uh, just kind of everything unfold. Um, you know, my, my kind of theory is that, you know, we're going to, we're going to understand a little bit more about the existence of the TVA and, you know, whether or not there's uh, some. They're actually real. Right. And and also um, a little Easter egg in this in this episode um, in the prior episode that I don't think a lot of people caught up on. Um, they kept zooming in on one of the timekeepers statues. Yeah. Did it look like anybody familiar? Oh uh, no, I, I I didn't notice it. So who, who was it? Who do you? It had you... very uh, negroly features, um, hmm. uh, to the nose area and the jawline. Oh uh, really? One of those, one of those timekeepers looked like Jonathan Majors. Ooh. Oh, so you you talking about Kang? We talking Kang. about? Yeah, we talk. We talk. Who we talk about? But isn't that what I said that before? Who we talking about? Didn't I say that before though? I said that before. I said, yeah, bro, it might be Kane going here. Yeah, yeah, I think you had said that you read something about you know Kane uh, being involved in this series, and I think uh-huh. my response was, I mean, this would be really early for them to introduce him in this series, but I mean, if they did, you know, extra points. Um, but you know. Things are starting to lead to that direction, so uh, we're gonna see what the timekeepers are. I think in the ep- this episode. But I wanted to get your opinion, though. Do you think they have enough, no pun intended, enough time to discuss more things on the show? It's only three episodes left, and like you can only do so much. Well, that's so, why I think this is gonna be a pivotal episode. Like this number four is gonna be the episode before the penultimate, right? Well, like, that I think that episode that we just saw was a setup episode. Not a lot going on, right? Like the main action is that she's released all these uh, reset charges um, that cause the the timelines to kind of go out of order or whatever, right? Just mm-hmm. to create a diversion to get into the TVA and get there. She was close to getting there before Loki came and got them zapped to another planet, right? So this is kind of like one of those episodes where, um, let's say... Um, Let's say you're watching a show that's about the rap, right? And uh, they start going like episode by episode talking about like one individual character or two individual characters when there's a bigger plot line out at play. Um, I think this was just one of those episodes for us to get to know the Loki, the Lokis and uh, a little bit better as to what their motivations are. Um, And then next week we're going to jump into the shit. You know what I'm saying? We're going cuz this episode was just Sylvie and Loki. It wasn't nobody else. There wasn't no there wasn't no Luke uh, Olsen or I'm sorry, Owen Wilson. There wasn't, you know, the TV. It was it, it kept specifically on them this episode. Right. Right. So I think it's just being a, 
Some would call it a filler episode. I call it a setup episode because I think there were a lot of things divulged in this episode that uh, kind of gives you that insight to, to each one of those characters um, and precisely what their powers are um, and, and how they may use them going forward. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to find out. My main theory is that the TVA is employed by a whole bunch of variants that have just been brainwashed. So Well, it seems like everyone's yeah brainwashed, though. So, I mean... I'm just trying to figure out where it's going. That's all, that's it. I mean, they they Loki didn't really get that much hype for the show in general as much as the other shows did. And I guess because they don't have that many episodes, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to figure it out. Like it, it started off strong. Like I said, I wasn't too, I wasn't a big fan of of this episode. So because I was just like, all right, it seemed like a filler because no, like you said, no one else was involved in this in the episode. Right. Um, so I'm just. I'm, I'm just, I, I'll see what happens. It come on in what, an hour or so, two hours. So I might watch, no, I got to watch Mayor Easttown. So uh, who knows? First. Yeah, want, yeah. I want, I want your live reaction to that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I'm, I have to look it up, so. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we talked about Loki. Um, what's the next Marvel movie coming out? Is that Black Widow? Yeah, Black, Black Widow. Did you get your ticket like I told you? Uh, I did not get my ticket. All right, keep playing with but, you. All right. Well, I'm not playing because I might just end up just buying it on Disney Plus. Oh, buying it on uh, my home. The premiere? Yeah. Yeah, that Delta that Delta variant ain't playing out with y'all niggas and you know, people getting way <laughs> too comfortable going in closed spaces and I think that That's true. I mean, I'm listen, if I had to give you high-level uh philosophy I'll say that uh, it's not worth dying going to see Black Widow. That's true, especially Black Widow at all I, movies. <laughs> I believe I believe the the week it comes out is a pay week. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go ahead and just do this Disney premiere. This Disney premiere, real and quick. I'm gonna watch it a couple times, and I'm gonna give it a full review, um, which I think would be a good idea. Uh, so if you wanted to, like, you know, we could talk about that in in post production or whatever. But um, you know, we can we could probably we could probably make that work. You throw me five. I share my Disney Plus password with you. you know <laughs> now you tell me after I done got the you tickets with my whole fam. <laughs> then, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to wait that long. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but yeah, I get I get it. Um, and uh, um, yeah, that that should be cool. Um, I mean, this show ending next week is kind of like the perfect lead in to. But it's not going to end next week, though. It's not going to end. Oh wait, 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 wait. Next no, because tomorrow tomorrow's the four. Oh, no, it's gonna be two weeks. It's gonna yeah, be two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you know, that show ending around the same time uh, as that movie coming out. You know, Marvel's still kind of on our heads. So, um, you know, it should be interesting. Um. Now, uh, let's see. That that was what's coming out. Uh, any interest on going to see Fast Nine? Sure. Speaking of superheroes. <sighs> Not because of the pandemic, because like I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I used to like the Fast and Fear series, but I, and then it got dead. Like I never seen Tokyo Drift. I never plan on seeing it. Number two was oh, okay. Yeah, you know, then this 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 movie, from what I can tell, is is really uh, makes Ho- Tokyo Drift matter. Well, see, see, the thing is that they left the premise, which was good. It was all about racing and all this at first, but then they got away from it. And then it got really good when The Rock got involved. But then they started doing more dumb shit again. But they I heard this one was just absurd. Like, they just, they're going out in space. Did you hear the rumor about them trying to um, try to include Jurassic Park now, Jurassic World? They're trying to, <laughs> they're trying yeah, to get I them. I that was a joke. 
No, it's not a joke. They were, they were literally talking about, hey, we're, we, we want to do this. I'm like, bro, just stop it. Like, just stop. Like, it'd be, oh, it'd be part of the course. Oh, like, that would be part of their, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, you know I that? wouldn't either, but right, I mean. So, let me say this. Fast and Furious franchise has definitely become more and more ridiculous as the time time has gone on, right? Like they, like you said, it became you know there were some some street thieves robbing you know robbing <laughs> trucks, getting into mischief, and then you know just to fund their racing operation, right? Like mm-hmm. until they found themselves on the wrong side of the law, and then they became cops. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what they became. They became a a, a, a fucking a bad batch or you know a a team or some shit like that where they go around solving crimes helping save the world from people that would do it harm um now if you ain't tapped out i think you tapped out of the right part right like if you if if you did, if you haven't seen i think tokyo drift was the last one that was actually about racing so you said, it, what was the last part you said? You I said, said you... Tokyo Drift was the last one that was actually about racing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every every other mm-hmm. one of them is we trying to stop drug dealers. Well, no, because or... in, in number four, uh, when uh, Letty was supposed to be dead or she was dead. Remember, that's when uh, Toretto was trying to avenge her death. They were racing for then, and that so that's when Gal Gadot. Like he was, was just he was just using racing as a vehicle to get close to this. Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it was part it was part of the story, I guess. I mean, right, right. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying oh, okay, like, okay. I'm saying like racing was the main plot in Tokyo Drift, like it was in Fast and Furious One, uh, or two for that matter, um, but mostly one. Right. So every every single one they've gone further and further away from the racing aspect. And it's just niggas with cars. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas with fly cars going to solve crime and save the world. Um, and I enjoy it because the action sequences are great. Um, they always find a way to outdo themselves. Yeah. Um, and there's always something, like a trademark of each one of those films that just stands out. Um, you know, it, I could just go off the top, right? The, the one in Brazil where Brian jumps off the train and Vin Diesel is driving beside uh, him at the Shelby or is without the way. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go on, let me say one thing. I got to get this off my chest. Vin Diesel is the same character in every fucking movie. (laughs) He is indestructible. He is indestructible. What is going on? The other day before the playoffs came on, uh, the movie that was on was uh, Triple X, Return of Xander Cage. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's up? The same exact character. That's what I'm saying, bro. Okay, um, the last was it Fast Eight? He got thrown out of a car. Fast Nine. You even see the commercial? He gets no, thrown no, out of a car. No, no, no. He threw himself out of the car. Yeah, thank you. And he keeps. He just gets up. He just gets up like nothing. Happens. But that. But that goes to my point, right? Each one of these, like, I come to a Fast and the Furious movie knowing that I'm gonna get a shit story, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. get some wonderful funny action-packed sequences that are worth the price of admission. And like I was saying, like you can go through each one of those and identify an uh, uh, action scene or two from that movie that really kind of like push the level, right? Like when you think of action sequences in these types of movies, big blockbusters, right? 
you think of like Bad Boys 2, right? When they were flipping those fucking cars off of that, yeah. that trailer. On, that, on the bridge, yeah. Off the bridge, right? Mm-hmm. You think of Fast and the Furious when they were doing the, uh, when they jumped the fucking, um, uh, the car out of the skyscraper onto another skyscraper and didn't go right through the bitch. You, just, you know, they yep. stopped right before. Right? You think about, um, you know, like I said, that, that jumper from the train sequence. Um, and you know, that's the stuff we come for. It got kind of ridiculous, uh, with the, with the last one, uh, I believe it was what it was it eight. Yeah. It's eight. Eight was the last one. Okay. So seven was the one where Dom crashed his car into the median on that bridge to, uh, and he to caught Letty caught, yeah, caught Letty yeah. And, and, and turned himself. So he, you know, didn't go through somebody's windshield. He landed on there and started talking immediately. Strongest windshield ever. (laughs) Uh, I I would like safe light repair. This your ad goes here, Um, but um, yeah, you know that's what I come to to the. That's what I go to the Fast and Furious for. If I get that along with some funny Tyree screaming, I you know I I I really wasn't down with this plan type shit. I didn't know what the plan was. You got to trick him into being a hero. Like that's what I want to see out of this franchise. But but um, but that's what I'm saying. I it, it I I take it for what it is. But the problem is is at some point it's like what else y'all got? Because Tyrese think he's the greatest actor of all time now. Uh, I think was it it was after Paul Walker died. Was it Fast Eight? Like their intro, it was all about family. They looked like the Power seven. Rangers. It was it was seven. It was, yeah, was that, it that, that one. I'm talking about what it. That was the one that they had filmed most of the way uh, before. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Fast. Uh, I think it was Fast 8. It might have been Fast. I'm talking about like the intro when they got rid of Paul Walker completely. Yeah, and yeah. it's like the intro. They're walking like in a line straight. And he said like Fast, whatever. They look like the Power Rangers. And I was like, all right, this is getting real corny now. Like, I, mean, I enjoy the action. I, mean, I expect but- it. Huh? They are the Power Rangers, though. Man, come on, man. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> look, look. All of a sudden, everyone knows how to use guns. Everyone's an expert. Like they change everyone's character. Ludacris was a, now, was a computer now, okay. hacker. Let's let's talk about let's talk about Ludacris's character arc, okay? That's what I'm first, saying. <laughs> we were first introduced to Ludacris in I'm sorry, Tej, uh, in the second Fast and the Furious, right when they went to Miami. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, he might have uh, actually. He might have been a cameo number one, was he? No, he might. Uh, ja Rule nah. was a number one. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're um, right. but uh, but so he was just a, a you know a very organized fellow, owned his own car shop, um, you know, ran his own illegal street operation. Uh, you know, nigga, you know, they actually. I don't think he even hacked into the bridge. There was like some little niggas that broke. No, it was someone else that man, did it. Yeah, he had no. T- from what I could tell, he had no technical, you know, acumen. He was he was uh, a hus- he was just a hustler. That's what he was right. running his mouth. He was like right. what Tyrese is, like just running his mouth, getting money. Like it was stupid. Yep. Y'all need somewhere to stay, you know, all of that. Like yeah. um, they just changed and, his and character. Then, yeah, they they upgraded his character for the times. And I mean, you know, he's he's got these computer skills, these hacking skills, he speaks like super nerd language, like it's almost a completely different character. Exactly. Um, which I like. I mean, you know, it gives this character some depth and gives him a reason to be there. Um, and so, um, and he could drive too. You know what I'm saying? So, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? He could drive. But look, okay. Okay. Coming from a gun guy, coming from a gun guy. Sure. 
how are all these folks just so good with weapons all of a sudden? Everyone's an assassin. Everyone can shoot. Well, like see, Tyrese can shoot. When I, uh, when, I, Luda when, can I, shoot. when I talk to people about guns, I always throw in the fact that after you buy the gun, you got to train with it. You got to get better. You got to get proficient with it. You got to know mm-hmm. your weapon. And I think a lot of these actors in particular are taking that seriously. You see all these people that train to be in the John Wick movies. They're doing it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think these characters are kind of going with that development too. So, like, you know, yeah, they're all getting good with guns relative to what they what they started as because they're not, you know, they weren't necessarily, you know, that wasn't their bag, right? Paul Walker was the only person that held a gun. In the That's what I'm saying. He was the only one. <laughs> right. So, you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. But with the introduction of... Um, of Hobbs to this to this franchise, that's where you know the gunplay really started to pick up a little bit. You would have thought he trained them. You would have thought he trained all of them. Like, right. I'm gonna make y'all better. I'm gonna make y'all which weapons I mean, of the government. Look, what I mean is not a stretch, right? Like, as you know, that's one of those things that can happen off screen and nobody even notices except for you, bro. No, they're out here chilling on the island. They ain't practicing. They ain't training. They ain't doing none of that. They out here barbecuing in California. They not doing know. none of that, Bruh. Hey, what else fam- they doing? A, f- a family that trains together, you know what I'm saying? Family that trains it, together. It, 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 no, and it's bullshit because now they, <laughs> they already talk so well, no one actually dies in this franchise. I was like, all right, so all right, I can tell where y'all going. I, I read about that on this new movie. It's like, yeah, people just don't die for some reason. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, from what I've heard, and I listened to a review of it, like a spoiled review of it. So, I mean, I didn't really get like, I mean, it's, there's only so much you can spoil in a movie like this. Like, you know the niggas going to pull it out, you know what I'm saying, and, and and finish the objective, you know. And Yeah, if somebody, like, it's rare that somebody dies in these franchises, yeah. and they're bringing a nigga back because, you know, somebody died. Like, oh, interestingly enough, they didn't bring back Wonder Woman. Ain't that about a bitch? What you mean? Oh, oh yeah. Well, not yet. They not back. yet. She might make a cameo because they said they got. Look, they still got two left. They still got two left in this franchise. They said at least two left. Come on, man. They got a better. They got a better shot of uh, what's old girl from the Brazil one, Elena. They got a better chance of her coming back than than uh. Than, bruh, uh bruh, like they character. said, they still she got, got chopped, two movies left. She got chopped, chopped up. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up in that uh in that turbine dog she, she uh, no, 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 she, no i'm sorry she didn't she disappeared into the uh actually you know what if she if if um if owen survived that see she could survive that. See, that's what I'm talking it about. See, see, that's what it I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like they're gonna find a way. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong, I hit the wrong one. They're gonna find a way. It's bullshit. Like, oh, he's alive. Like, come on now, come on, stop it. And then I guarantee, watch, watch this. They're gonna have some, some way, some plot hole. Charlie Theron was. She was actually good, and <laughs> they just making her do something bad. Like they, they've she done that too many times, huh? Uh, I, like she a CIA agent? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was working undercover. Yeah, you know, you know just like kind of Mister Nobody. I, I, I think he has a part in this too. Oh my um, goodness, really? What you know, about Kirk Clint Russell, Eastwood? Son? You know what I'm saying? What about Clint Eastwood? Son? He probably off. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, well, well, anyway, yeah, I, I, but yeah, I probably I'm watch catch it. This. 
Yeah, I'm gonna catch this on a you know a Wednesday afternoon matinee with the Paul method uh, purchasing the ticket. Um, so <laughs> there you go. There you go, man. It, it'll be minimal economic impact to me, um, but it's just fine. I will pay to support this movie, just not full price. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that comes out. Um, we already talked about Black Widow uh, coming out um, again. I'm doing that on Disney Premiere. I'm probably not gonna go to the theater. I'm gonna be real slow to go back to the theaters, man. Like this, uh, I mean, I read, I read like negative and positive things uh, as it relates to the new Delta variant. Um, I got the Moderna vaccine fully vaxxed up since May, uh, first week in May. So, um, you know, what I'm saying like I got the Moderna. I mean, I, 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 I read a. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I read a study uh, that says it's mostly effective. Uh, the Moderna vaccine in particular is mostly effective against the Delta variant. Uh, oh, really? And when you say mostly effective, you're talking about just basically, you know, your chances of being hospitalized if you happen to contract it, not necessarily your your ability to contract it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I I feel good about that, but still that it's out there. Um, you know, I'm still kind of wearing a mask in places, not not really crowding people, things like that. So uh, yeah. I haven't been in a rush to be outside or nothing like that. So well, well, that's the thing. So like, I'm I'm fully vaccinated too, but I still be wearing my mask because I honestly don't want to look like a dick. Like I'm out there and they be like, "Well, are you vaccinated?" But you all and you know walking around where I just do it just because you know just in case I'm full. Like I went to I say I went to the movies. Uh, what did I go see at the movies? Oh, when I wanted to go Halloween. see. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Uh, I want to go see the the zombie flick. Um, uh, Army of the Dead. You said what? Oh yeah, Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. I went to movies. Oh, I didn't know that came out in theaters. Yeah, it came out in theaters like a week or two ahead of time. But I went to the movies to go see that, and I still wore my mask. And it was a funny story. I went in there and because I love like movie popcorn, I love the the experience. I went in there. I was like, I'm gonna have my mask on. Fuck it, even if I'm vaccinated. So I'm sitting there and this one guy sitting like 10 seats down, he starts coughing. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> so then I was like, here we go. So then I start eating my popcorn. Next thing I know, I get a little kernel in my throat. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, I'm like dying. I'm like, these niggas gonna think I got COVID. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was time like, to have allergies or smoker's cough or anything bro i was struggling i was crying in there because i was trying not to cough at all because i was like i know they think i got covid i know they think i got covid yep so but it was a good um, experience i mean it was like i I looked around a lot of people had masks like of course i took my mask down to eat my popcorn but i put it back on too just in case but we were still separated like we weren't sitting next to each other still but i don't know how it is now yeah Um, and that's that's i mean if i do go to the theater I think that's going to be my strategy is just to go in the off peak hours. Obviously, yeah. I'm not going to be doing any Thursday night premieres, but I'll definitely catch it like that, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, that that Friday morning, you know, or Friday afternoon early session. Yeah. Why well, um, you supposed to be at work? Boy, yeah. <laughs> I might take PTO that day. Oh, might, OK. Uh, OK. An extended lunch and, and, and work earlier, you know, uh, you know, so, yeah, Um might do that 
catch that that uh that that Fast and the Furious flick, and also with that um Black Widow flick. I'm probably yeah, just movie hop, man. Just movie hop. Just go go see Black Widow, then go see Fast Nine. <laughs> if you're still working at the movie theater, you might might have a might have a way to do that, but you know what I'm saying. Like, still do it. I guarantee they do not care. I guarantee they do not care. I feel you. I feel you. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm most likely gonna catch that widow from home. Uh, because I know a lot of people are gonna be trying to see that. Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, they're gonna try to rush out to the theater when it's available at your home. And that's the other thing too, is that a lot of these streaming services, they're gonna release movies, you know, on the streaming. Um, if they do have a movie or a theatrical release element to it. I'm probably not going to do it because it's I can watch it at home. Well, that, but, but that's the thing. So that's when I did the Army of the Dead because I was like, well, it's going to be on Netflix soon. But I just wanted to see how the movie theater was going to be too. That was another thing. Like I just want to see. I was like, well, I don't know if a lot of people want to see this movie, and I was surprised a lot of people did show up for that movie. I was very surprised, but. um but I just wanted to get the experience, see how people were acting. And I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, honestly. Right. Um, what was that? No, I said right. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think, though. There was actually another movie came out. It had uh, Mark Wahlberg. Have you seen it? It's on Paramount. Do tell. Paramount Plus? Yeah. Oh, I think I got that. Yep. Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm looking up the title right now. I just saw a commercial for it. It's called um, Infinite. Infinite. It has Mark Wahlberg. Hey, man. Oh, oh um, Ant- Antoine Fuqua did this movie. Oh, man. Hey, yep. you know what? That Hey, look. That brother keep a, uh, a job with a script. Yep. <laughs> on his desk. Yep. He's he always you. on to the next project. Yep. He got your boy um from um I can't ever say his name, man. I'd be disrespecting. He's a great actor. Uh dude that was in Doctor Strange. Uh uh the black guy. I can't ever say his name. I can't oh, Shawido. Uh, yeah, Chubitel. I can't ever it's, say his name. It's, he is Chubatel. Chubatel. Okay. Like I, I'm gonna butcher that name. I can't tell I'm butcher that. I'm, right, I'm you, remember, find out you remember a Mecca Ojafor, right? Yeah. Say his last name and you good. Okafor? I can say that. There you but go. That's, but that's not how you say his name. Oh. Uh, say it. Say it. Sound it out though. Echafor. Echafor. There you go. Okay. Echafor. I'm gonna just call him by his nickname that I used to call him. I can't remember. Oh, Victor Sweet. Isn't that yeah, exactly. I was calling Victor Sweet. Exactly. All right, there we go. I was right. calling Victor Sweet. Uh, but no, yeah, they got a movie. I like how up. you do business. I like how you do business. <laughs> That's my name in fantasy sports, brother. Victor Sweet. <laughs> Victor Sweet, man. <laughs> yeah. So you, talk, you said this this um this new Wal- Wahlberg movie is uh, directed by Antoine Antoine Fuqua. Yep. Uh, it's called Infinite. It's on Paramount Plus. Yep, it came out June tenth. So it's been out for what two weeks now? Oh, niggas hate me. What? What happened? I just, I just looked at. I just looked at the IMDb scores. Oh, I see it too. I see. Oh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> I'm still gonna watch it though. I'm still gonna watch it. Still just, gonna watch this. Shit. I, I want to see it on my own. <laughs> That's right. If if it's bad, I'm a, I want I want to see if it's bad. 
Um, I mean, it's a PG-13 movie, too. So, I mean, you know, if Mark, if Mark Wahlberg ain't cussing, cussing, I don't know. But uh, but I, I'll check it out, though. Um, Chris Evans in this, too? Yep. Got okay, Captain America wow. here. Dang. Why does the star study count? Oh, Jason Manzoukas is in it, too. Um, he'll, he's like a funny guy. Like He's a, a quirky, funny guy. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll check this out. It's a movie, right? Yeah, it's a movie. Yep, it's a movie. So I, I just saw the commercial last week. So it's like a guy's having hallucinations, but he finds out it's actually his past lives that he's mm-hmm. lived. So um, he had weapons and guns. And so it looked interesting. It didn't really tell you much in the trailer, in the commercial. So I said, I'm gotcha. still going to watch it. Got you. Yeah, it's, a, it's an hour 46 long, too. So, I mean, it's, it's right there where it's not a, not a complete waste of time if it's trash. So, uh, you know, I can I can do that. Cool. Yep. Well, I'll check so. that out, man. Uh, oh, man, anything else we want to talk about before we wrap up? Nah, man. I'm about to get ready for this. This Mayor East Town. You got me hyped, man. You got me hyped. Hey, hit me when hit me when it happens. Your ass gonna be sleep. <laughs> Your ass gonna be sleep. Hey, you'll get a you'll get a response like at seven thirty. <laughs> nah, because I, I noticed if I seen you something late at night, I ain't gonna get no response from it. What you talking like that one time I sent you something late at night, and then you sent it, they said that same shit to me like two days later. I was like, bro, I sent you this a long time ago. <laughs> he was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> late hey, as man. hell. I was like, bro, hey, man, come I'm on not down. checking no more, man. I got a bedtime, like shit. And I'm way past it right now. Oh man, but yeah, it's been another good episode, man. Um, you know, you'll keep plugging away at this thing, keep putting this shit in the in the vault. These motherfuckers gonna hear it. Look, this motherfucker, hey, look, we waiting. The reason why these ain't coming out on a regularly scheduled. Oh program. shit, calling me out. This could be a little bit hot. This is the Patreon episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Patreon episode. This is juicy shit, right? So. This is a juicy shit. They like, we pay for this? Yeah, y'all pay for this. So here you go. You got it. You got it. So (laughs) Paul is going back and forth with this name, right? He's he's settled on. Go ahead. Baseless Banner. Baseless Baseless Banner. Baseless Banner. Hold on. (laughs) Baseless Banner. Oh, I like how you did that. Yeah, I like how I did that. Yeah, like how you did that. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm try to I'm gonna try to incorporate this a little bit more in the effects and all that kind of stuff. See, this is why yeah, you, this, you, this is why you're paying for this episode because you're getting to see how the sausage made. You feel me? <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, you know, there's certain things we'd like to have when you release the episode to the public. You know, show artwork. Uh, mm-hmm. You know where people can find it. Um, you know, socials, setting all that up. You know active with that so we want to kind of roll this out the right way and uh and we we getting there you know what i'm saying but in the meantime we're gonna keep recording keep talking shit you know what i mean so we find our groove right letting ty be wrong and him admitting that paul's right i mean listen, damn just I wait admit, till football season starts i'm well, really gonna get him there hey look when football season starts paul's gonna paul's just gonna look like a different person i mean you know he might notice nba shit but he's blinded seriously blinded by the gold, black, and accent of red, uh, that uh, the what that 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 comes with the Steelers 
uh, in their whole outfit. So, Bruh, are you roasting my Steelers? You're a Raiders fan. So, <laughs> You're a Raiders fan. Yeah, but that, but that doesn't mean I blindly just cape for the Raiders, okay? I'm not, I don't <laughs> blindly cape for my Steelers. <laughs> I don't, you don't hear me say, oh, we about to win a champ. I'd be like, we're going to beat the Ravens, which is true. We're better than the Ravens, which is true. We're better than, bro, all right, don't get me started. I'm going to say this one thing. <laughs> They said we are the fourth best team in our division this year. I said, all right, here y'all go again with a disrespect. In the a fourth with, best team. In a division with Cincinnati? Yes. They said, I, I shit you not. They said we are the fourth best team in the AFC North. The fourth. I said, y'all got to stop with this disrespect. Who y'all quarterback? Big Ben. It don't matter. What y'all got on defense? Bro, we got everybody back besides – uh Besides Big Bud Dupree, that's about it. Okay. And um, number one receiver, Claypool. Actually, nah, your number one receiver is uh, this old boy's name. Oh, Deontay Johnson? Yes. I mean. I think he makes a leap this year. You know what? No, hey, look, we're wrap, we wrapping this up. We wrap this yeah, up. wrap it up because you about to get me started. We're about to go into some, some in-depth uh, NFL theory. That we could spend a whole another four hours on, um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. Um, Till next time, we out. Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> this guy, this guy.